my bro. Hello, amigo. Hello, buddy. How you doing, man? All right. What craziness are you up to? You got a fucking guilty look on your face like you just did something. <laughs> no, <laughs> what did you do? I, what I did, what I did is I injured myself probably today. <laughs> anyway. What the fuck? How come? You all right? Hey, hey, hey. I was working on the swing set and on the deck. So it's mostly, it's it's an emotional injury. <laughs> right? Uh, I was doing, uh, well, you could see it, right? It's, it's oh, pretty big. Fuck. Nice. <laughs> Looks good, man. Oh, I had to screw the anchors into the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought how hard that is. You wrecked a few knuckles and uh, ripped off an elbow in the process? <laughs> Something like that. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fuck this. It's gonna rain. Let's take a break. I'm having a blast editing the episode with Marie. Man, it's so fun. Like, I I forget half the shit that we talk about when you know I go back to edit. And this this we recorded a while ago, and I'm like, oh, my way, I had so much fun. I just want to call her up and just hang out again. It was a blast. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, it was a month ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what? Who? What? Who am I? What's my name? <laughs> anyway, before we get into that, let's talk about. You, man, you are nonstop. You are always putting out content. Soul Masons, videos, and like all kinds of stuff. Where do you come up with the time? Like, how do you do this? You're amazing. You're a hero. Oh, wow. Look at this guy. What is the truth, man? I fucking do dad jokes. You do actual fucking videos. State secret here. The video was done three months ago. I just stockpiled them. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that. You're supposed to say, no, no, I did it yesterday and I released it right away. No, that would be untrue anyway, because <laughs> preparation, not preparation H, just preparation. Right? Exactly. Okay, so talk about the Soul Mason stuff. Now. What was the latest release? What's out there? Please, everybody, go to our YouTube uh, channel and check out Regarding Time. Yeah. Which is which is a cool little tune, right? Absolutely, I love it. So catchy, and uh, is that the one that do we haggle over the lyrics for the longest time? Because Steve came up with with the original lyrics, or am I thinking of a different song? The chorus is one hundred percent Steve, right? Right. The chorus right. is Steve. I think the verses might be you. The, the chorus definitely for people who do listen, and you want to know who writes what. <laughs> listen to that chorus, and you'll understand Steve. <laughs> We're going to have to do a fucking sit down, the whole Soul Masons again, <clears throat> pardon me, and just have a like a, a shit show, you know, drinking right. and talking and right. either live stream it or record. I don't want to edit it. So maybe we'll just do a live stream. <laughs> Fuck it. Four hours later, I'm going to be too wasted to edit that shit anyway. But yeah, no. so soulmasons.com. Check out the YouTube channel. And Enzo's got brand new video footage there for Regarding Time. That's awesome, man. Sounds amazing. It's like it was yesterday. Seriously, Sorry. man. Sound- watching once you finish watching the podcast you got a shitload of videos on the or you got a cool fucking video on before we go tebow's first single release man yeah that's uh that was i'm still proud of it i don't i don't mind saying it is that it's a character flaw to admit my pride i don't care it was so fun to fucking get that out the door no it's out and it's alive and it was i think one of our previous guests who had said, you know, once you release a song, it no longer belongs to you. I'm fucking feeling that right now, 100%. It's completely gone. It's like, yeah. it's it's a stress relief. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It belongs to whoever listens to it. And exactly. I've had great response. I've had nothing but amazing, you know, positive response from everybody. You included, brother. I mean, you've been sharing it like crazy. So, yeah, be sure to go check that out. Here's a link to tboyvision.com. Kids, though. What's that? Too bad we can't do that with our kids. 
They yeah. get up on stage, us as dads, right? Yeah. They go and they win the big award. They get up on stage and you're there and you're like, oh, come on. And they say, thanks, mom. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. We don't exist. Right on. Yeah. So what about Uncle Fubar? Can I ask about the track that Ken sent? It's funny because in this episode with Marie, in the yeah, middle she- is when you got the text from Ken to say that the files were sent and we're, we, we, we paused, you know, for like five seconds. How did that turn out? We, but didn't we talk about it in the last one or no? We, we did. did. We, we did a little bit, but I'm just curious where that stands. Am, am I, do I owe you homework? Am I supposed to be doing like a saxophone track or some shit like that? Or no, no? I, I, I'm, I'm going to get you for something else soon. Don't worry. All right. Okay. Okay. Once all this fucking nonsense is done, I could get back <laughs> down there. <laughs> By the way, you were right. I tried playing guitar after the shot. Not a good idea. No. Nope. <laughs> Hey, I yeah. had sorry to jump to another subject, but let's go for it. Go for it. I was dressing Connor Sunday morning. I had the shot on Saturday. Yeah. And he reached over to steady himself and he just grabbed right there. Oh. Beam. I shook the fucking windows in the house. Yeah. Right. The fucking <laughs> sound barrier wobbled for a moment. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I go, oh my God. Yeah. It's such and- a weird pain. Flu shots and COVID shots. With like, I'm sure there's a medical explanation. One day we'll have to have a medical guest on the show to explain why, why does it hurt. It doesn't hurt going in. A day later, oh, bang! All of a sudden. But yeah, good. So you didn't do any guitar <laughs> solos that day, I guess, right? <laughs> I didn't feel it when she when she nailed me. I didn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we're all done, man. First big shot down. We're, we're that much closer to having barbecues as a band again, bro. Fucking right. Fucking right. Oh, I heard the doorbell. You have to go. No, no, that's Michael coming home. Fuck him. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Hey, what were we talking about? Uncle we're, we're, we're talking about you getting a shot and not doing guitar <laughs> solos that day because we want to talk about Uncle Fubar so we can put the yeah. link, which you're going to go yeah. and check out anyway. Google search Uncle there's, Fubar's there's, garage. I'll be, I'll be posting something up next week for sure. But yeah, as for the stuff that Ken sent me, remember, he mixed my guide track in with his drums. So That's right, yeah. <laughs> and um, he figured out how to do Dropbox, which is cool. Okay, cool. Issue that that unit that he has, he can't control, or he hasn't figured out how to control die track volume versus live recording volume. Right, so, right. He's losing me in the mix. Dealing with DAWs and dealing with all of the different sends and auxiliaries and shit like that, it's a fucking steep learning curve for anyone that's just starting out. I have a close friend who's doing some... uh, I can't shout her out yet because she doesn't have a page yet, but I I foresee a day, one day in the distant future, I hope not too far, where I'm going to be able to talk about this person because she's an old friend who has been working professionally, not in the music industry, but for like 15, 20 years, has an amazing voice and is asking me potshot questions via text. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Today, I received from her her very first garage band mix of mm. her playing keyboards and her singing vocal for cool. a complete noob. She's never done it before. So this is exactly the kind of inspiration that our listeners and our viewers need to see and hear. Anyone can fucking do it. And exactly. you should do it. You should do it. I'm exactly. very passionate about it. Very passionate. Because it's never know. You know, it's like... Yeah. We, like we always go on, you know, never give up. Always push the creative, push the creative. <laughs> always, man. Always, always believe in that. And it's, uh, it's a big part of our lives now. And I'm thankful for that. Mr. Enzo, what did you think of our interview with Marie Kins? 
<laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know why, she's so wholesome. I don't know why I'm thinking that. <laughs> yeah. She's so yeah. sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Really fun person to talk to and just got a lot of great ideas. And she comes by it, honestly. She, uh, she, ha- she got the chance to hang out and work with some great people along the way. The Who believed in her probably more than herself? You know what I mean? Like, it was just yeah. so great the way that worked out. Oh, so unassuming in the sense, you know, like, and, and, and the work ethic, everything that she's done, my Jesus. Yeah. Willing yeah. to put in, like, you know, roll up your sleeves and go for it. And Absolutely. <laughs> a real you know, I inspiration. Feel, you feel I bad, feel why? <laughs> because I'm a lazy fuck and I don't do nothing. <laughs> I keep telling you, man, you're parenting, you're adulting 24 hours a day, bro. And you also have them to make time for videos and music and uh, listening to my bullshit on, on the on the daily. So, yeah, awesome. I'd say you're doing all right, bro. I think it's all awesome. You're an awesome guy. All right. What do you say we get into it? Here's our interview with Marie Perkins, a.k.a. Kins, the indomitable Kins. Let's do it. It's my brother. <laughs> what? You're so fucking LA, baby. <laughs> Good evening. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I love you, man. You're the best. Marie said, uh, she texted me before. She goes, man, turns out perfect. I, I had this migraine cooking. You have no idea I was going to show up with shades on. I'm like, oh, that's it. We're all wearing shades. I don't know. She answers. She says, you know, it's so funny. I moved to LA. I don't even have a fucking pair of shades. <laughs> Oops. So we're going to supply, <laughs> we're going to provide the shades for her. <laughs> hey, Marie, how you doing, pal? Hey, we fucking got you covered, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I need to go on Amazon and order me a pair. <laughs> we got your how, back. How on LA is that? <laughs> it's all right. Listen, let's just be you honest. You with the visor, the, the baseball yeah, cap yeah. and the visor. <laughs> the whole fucking yeah. thing, yeah, like the riot shield, you know? <laughs> we'll be like uh, the Blues Brothers, you know? We'll be driving yeah. the big old beater and you could just like ride shotgun. It's no problem. <laughs> How you doing, Marie? Thanks for com- jumping well. on board with us today, man. I've been watching I- some of your episodes and I just love the vibe with all your interviews. Like you guys really pull out the comfort in people and i just oh. i was really looking forward to this and it's nice to meet you <laughs> well, that's right th- thank you, you thank you that's true <laughs> nice that's to very meet kind you of too. That's yeah very it kind is of it is we we, we nice. try to be natural i think that's what you know <laughs> yeah well <laughs> whatever that is these days whatever yeah. that is exactly yeah. I well, didn't say and normal. I, I didn't no, say exactly. normal. No, you didn't. No, we can't. No, I'd, I'd end the call if you said that. That's, you know, that's not <laughs> my like vibe. I hang up. I'm done. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, normal. I, I can get that at any radio station, man. I don't know. No, not interested. No, we started off exactly. at like way back before this even began, before the inaugural pilot. And we're like, if yeah. we do this. I mean, we're not going to set ground rules. We're just like, we decided like, we got to be able to swear and drink and do whatever the fuck we want. Just because that's what we do anyway. (laughs) Otherwise, we're just like pretending to, you know, like be like, we're not, but that's, that's not us. So that's everywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah, It is. It's true. You don't want to go overboard by, you know, like, okay, they're doing it on purpose. No, we're not. We're just, whatever, you know, Sometimes it's literally we what we do every week yeah. of our lives for the past four years anyway. I mean, that's same the same thing, just with cool people. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and the way the way we talk is like kind of the way we talk to our own kids. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what the world is craving. Like with all these virtual interactions, the last thing that I that I personally would want is a sterile, like, you know, programmed. Not that I can yeah. do the robot, but you know what I mean? Like some kind of <laughs> No, but that's program. it. You know, when, when yeah. what's yeah. what's the 
the the canned uh, canned interview. No, it's exactly. the same. Yeah, yeah. Blah, stereotypical blah. questions and all that kind of crap. Yeah. You kind of expect. <laughs> you kind of know. It's we we said this before in other episodes, right? Where you get the canned questions and the canned answers. Yeah. Politicians, perfect example. Where I mean, that's their job. Well, yeah, I mean, they have to give artists of what the person info, asked. Right? This is yeah. what they're going to answer. They know. Yeah, yeah. Like, they already the know. Yeah. The weather's great, but I'll tell you, Joe. I mean, it has a lot to do with the <laughs> yeah. economy because the economy is kind of like the weather. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. They have that segue. It's very smooth. Yeah, yeah. I suck at segues. I really, I do. I suck at. Segways. I have shades though. That's all. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Are, are and, we uh, these on, Paul? I don't know. Can we take them off? Because I can't see shit. Exactly. Like I'm fucking. Oh, it looks, it looks do really the, cool with or do the above. I don't know. No, that doesn't. Sunglasses. I kind of look like I'm on headphones. Star Wars or something. You have to do, have to do it like this without the headphones, right? It's a whole headpiece. Red five, checking in. Red five, go, go. <laughs> Awesome. There we go. There now we I can go. see. Much better. It's so fun. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. Uh, like, I've been looking forward to just being able to hang out. Like, I mean, yeah. just since I don't know how long ago we, we started uh, like DMing and sending messages back and forth. And yeah, what is time? I have no idea, but I feel like I've been seeing your your TikToks for, you know, 20,000 years. At least six months of dad jokes coming. I would say, at least. Yeah. My condolences for that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. Love it. I just fucking piss off Enzo every time. I was like, oh, for Christ. Hey, no, no, you don't piss me off. all the time. No, no, but <laughs> I think like a month in, if you remember, remember, he, he does the one where he's jogging and, and I told him, I go, I'm going to find where you jog. With my truck, and I'm gonna run He's you gonna over. Fucking destroy me. Do it. Guys in the woods, unexpectedly, for unweird cause. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling yeah. Italian seen leaving the scene. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I don't think it because it's it goes through the school, right? So I have to do it on my bike. I'll bring my bike and a giant yeah. hockey stick and smack Where I you do in the it, back there's of a bunch of dead wood. There's a lot of tr- old trees and shit. You just grab a like a limb, you know, a fucking branch. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see this skit. <laughs> yeah, this, mm-hmm. I would too, actually. Yeah, that would probably That'd be, be cool. a lot of fun. I see a TikTok series coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. As soon as, they, as soon as they let me back on the island, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enzo and I don't live very close to each other. So Island okay. of Montreal, I mean, I don't know. What is it? 40, 50 45 kilometers? kilometers. It's about 30 miles. It's, it's okay. not much, but not because of... And you're 20 kilometers out from the island, I think, at least, right? I mean, yeah, more yeah, yeah. if I'm like. Well, I'm the way it's true to your place, it's a little bit longer. So, yeah, but it's so. because of the pandemic, because of this. Yeah. In Quebec, we've done hot zones, cold zones, stripper yeah. zones. I don't know what the hell it's zones. All kinds of fucked up zones. I don't know what zone I'm in. I'm in the you're state allowed, of denial. Uh, That's all. He's he's got to get in the house by eight. I can stay out till nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got I, rules. But you keep saying yeah. you're on an island. Wait, where are you exactly? Well, Montreal. Know? So Montreal is okay. the uh, is the sort of uh, cultural melting pot of Quebec. Yeah. Um, so. The rest of the province of Quebec, Quebec is primarily francophone. Uh, no, but it is an actual island. But that's, the that's island it. of Montreal is like in the sort of in the middle, halfway between the, the, the capital and the next yeah. province over. And it's just beautiful. like it's a trickle of a river that goes around it. It's not yeah. like this beautiful, like the Seychelles or something, you yeah. know, with <laughs> get on stilts. It's it's a fucking just you can see across the island. You can see right so there. you know. <laughs> There's a dude. Don't cross. Don't. It's it's, it's the, It used to be the biggest city in Canada. We got surpassed by Toronto, but we're still yeah. Montreal is still like. What are we? Five million? Four million? Three million? I think so. That sounds like about that. right. French speaking is that. The island, uh, the, the city itself is very multicultural. There's yeah. like yeah. probably yeah. 50 languages in the city. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Uh, mostly What's Frank the primary one? Like it's French. French. It is French. French. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. And there's a lot of English. There's a lot of everything in the last yeah. 20 years. I mean, uh, like my parents came from Italy in the in the late 50s, early 60s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's so much immigration here. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. amazing. I love that. Because everybody keeps their culture. So food-wise, Montreal is like the, the best. capital, man. The fucking oh. best. Oh, I want to visit so oh. badly. I mean, in fairness, we can't necessarily compare with LA or New York or anything like that. But in a smaller, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of mini nutshell version, yeah. it's the fucking best. It's the fucking for, best. For, like, old, yeah. old cuisine and fine dining, no, you yeah. can't compare yeah. to New York and LA. But for if you want, like, the cultural... Right. Like really? You want Haitian yeah. food? You want Thai? You want Italian? Yeah. You want Greek? Everything in the under the sun. And it, it's it, so fun to, to go through all of those cultural hot zones because Enzo's previously, before where he is now, he's from the east end of, of Montreal, which is known to okay. be like cultural capital of fucking Montreal because there's so many, so much yeah. a variety was, of, yeah. you know, uh, anyway, I mean, whether it's Italian, Hungarian, uh, you know, and like everything that you could possibly imagine yeah. has a, has an area kind of like, you know, there's a Chinatown and there's a, you know, like there's yeah. sort of like a little cultural epicenter within a city. And then the West yeah. Island where you get sort of like bland white guys like me, like, hey, <laughs> milk and doing? toast, you know, milk with the fucking ball cap. But milk and Actually, toast. Yeah, Wait, totally, so totally. You, you live in L.A., right? I so do, this, but I haven't explored it at all. I moved here the day before lockdown. So oh, while crap. you're saying all about LA's food, it's like, yeah, I hear all about it, but I've been eating <laughs> my own cooking, which was wow. bad at the start of this. Cause I oh, didn't, come on. Uh, well, I didn't no, cook no. at the start. Oh, and then no, so I okay. learned how to over time. And now, you know, now I'm, I'm eating edible food, but well, man, yeah, like, <laughs> like everybody else, you know, let's start with bread. And by the end of it, they make <laughs> yes. freaking souffle. Cereal, with yeah. But LA is huge. I mean, we're not going to get into specifics because we're not about you know where do you live we're it's not giving like, your location out no no, no but it, it's like it's massive massive it i only massive. i only went once many many years ago as a young man for professional oh, reasons i went on business i didn't yeah. even go for pleasure and all i remember is this, a massive expense this is like uh, i, I want to say 99 2000 kind of okay, thing you know okay. maybe wow, 2001 man. i mean it's still as big it was still amazing yeah. you know as it ever he was but it's just like whew, it's an ocean of buildings and communities mm-hmm. amongst communities, yeah. the gated ones, the tough ones, the, you know, like, <laughs> eh? yeah, not walkable. Yeah, no, I you said can't. it's not walkable at all. Like, I don't know how Montreal is like the city and like going from cultural hub to cultural hub, but like here you have to have a car and I don't, I haven't even seen what real traffic is here, yeah. which I'm not right. looking forward to. It's nonsense. Oh, 10 lanes no. of, of crazy. Montreal is a nightmare because it's an is island. It? Yeah. yeah, there's no there's room the to whole, expand. That's the, the reason why it's horrible because everybody's locked in and yeah, you know. And do you have the bridges or do you have tunnels going out? We have both. Both. We have both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help. It's brutal. It's, it's the it's ongoing brutal. debate of where to live yeah. in or around Montreal. Well, you do have a bridge or not? And like ah, oh, fuck. Meaning, yeah. if you work <laughs> on the you island, you live off, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just rough. crazy that way. Enough about us. Yeah, it beautiful <laughs> you're so kind no, to ask us questions. Telling you, no, but we'll so do this all night. You know? I know. Well, I know. What, a, 
Oh shit! It's eleven thirty. You didn't say one thing about your albums and fucking. Oh, yeah, man. but life outside of my my room here. I've just been <laughs> in my room, guys. So like, well, literally, yeah, like I said, yeah. I moved here. I get the it. Day before lockdown happened, wow, and ever man. since, it's just like I'm definitely craving. I'm craving hangouts with people, yeah. just like yeah. you know, connection with people, hearing about where they're living. Because I look out the window, I see the same thing every day. Which there, I found ways to appreciate that. There's a lot of journeys you can go. Yeah. Oh, you know, inside yes, emotionally, for sure. For sure. it can really make life great. Um, but as far as like, you know, eating good and seeing sights and everything, that's yeah. why I keep asking you questions. I'm like, tell me more. Or hitting the <laughs> terrace that you've never been to before with a bunch of people that, you know, some that yeah. you know, some that you don't and hearing stories and, oh, you really, you came from Europe and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, like all of that stuff is just like ancient history. Yeah, you know? that, it's been a year and yeah. a half since anyone's ever done that. So I totally yeah. get yeah. it. And that's one of the reasons that inspired us to do this because it's, it's selfishly, that. it's for us. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fuck, totally. no, we get, we get to talk oh, to people from all over. Cool. And, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it really, that's definitely it why I say yes to these things. <laughs> like my social anxiety would have said no to a lot of things like over the past, I, it's gotten better, but like, right. you know, a couple years ago, if I had someone that I just made an online friend and they were like, let's just chat for an hour or so and just like about whatever about life yeah. i think i might have um been a little more nervous i don't know but i would have said no yeah me too um it's not because of shyness or anything i just would have said like no fuck no. that no. yeah just <laughs> connecting with people on that kind of level that you don't know it wasn't um it wasn't something i craved so much several years ago whereas now that i've you know had the experience of living through a pandemic and, and yeah. being home and actually right. craving uh, human connection again and being yeah. an introvert. That's like saying something. Isn't that <laughs> like, fucked up? I was like, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of wild how much, no, no. or I've <laughs> learned about myself in this last year. I didn't know I was such an introvert until months went by and my other introverted friends were like, man, I really miss people. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, I, I totally get that. I really, I don't like people. I don't enjoy hanging out. I don't, I, I would be terrible at customer service. Uh, I, I'm really not made for, I don't interact well with others. You know, yeah. I can fake it. I can fucking fake it. No problem. Hey man, whatever. You know, but that's yes, when I was guys, a lead, lead singer, singer doing cover exactly. bands. You know, I did that for three and a half, four hours straight. For and it's like, years. I'm out Bye. I'm going home. I don't want to talk to anybody, especially <laughs> yeah. if you're drunk or you're fucking high or whatever, or you get bad breath and like, Oh yeah. God, <laughs> I feel like I needed to take a shower just to get rid of all that. Yeah. Just hug my family. Oh God. You yes. Know? Right. <laughs> Don't make me Take go again. Oh, shit, I got to yeah. do it tomorrow. Fuck, you know. Yeah. But being introverted in pandemic is sort of like a reward. Um, it. Until it. it gets to be like maybe a bit too much where there's a, such a separation, such a huge separation. Exactly. We feel you, hard. It's hard to reintegrate after. You, mm -hmm. you, get, you know, like anything else. You get, you, yeah, of yeah. course. You yeah. know, it's like, Who wants to go back? Mm, no, like, not it. <laughs> at not one it. point, it was like, uh, yeah. I don't know about in LA, but here, and Paul was doing it. You know, we we're ordering our groceries online. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Delivery like, or pickup or whatever. I don't want to go back. Yeah. I have to contend with, I mean, and now like, <laughs> I do go and I'm wearing the mask in the grocery store and I'm swearing out loud at people. I'm wearing the mask. But I'm like, you're going up the wrong mask. aisle. It's a fucking, down aisle. Don't you what see you the doing? fucking arrows? And I'm like, yes. The tomatoes are over there. Just fuck they, off. They can hear me. They, they don't know if it's me, but they can hear me. I got to be Yeah, careful. exactly. <laughs> they can't incriminate you. You got your mask on, so it's fine. A loudspeaker doesn't fucking hurt either. I don't know why you're carrying yeah. that shit around, but I mean, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's got his mask on. <laughs> I said you know. move out of the... <laughs> 
That was really good, by the way. That's yeah, a talent right a, there. Eight year old grandma <laughs> has a heart attack. Okay, another. But CPR. yeah, so Fuck that you. that that hesitation. You know, once you do something so often, you get set in your ways. Yeah, so it's like any little thing. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't look forward to going back to, to go normal. Out. I don't fucking yeah. look forward Well, I know you don't want to go back to work in your actual place yeah. of employment. In the, <laughs> right. the physical building, no. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to go. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate to remain gainfully employed during pandemic. And um, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because I'm still employed, which I will never complain about because it yeah. pays the mortgage and feeds my kids and the whole thing. Like, I can't complain. But I really don't want to go back to work. Allowed to complain. I I would never ever want to go back to the office. But whatever, we'll see. You know, it depends on many factors. Yeah, there's the whole argument, and a lot of people talk about this on talk radio and shit like that, where they say, you know, what what happens when your employer asks you to go back? And there's a lot of people. This whole movement of lobbying for, well, I've proven that I can work from home. Yeah, I can keep on doing it at least for part. You know, part of it. It's a whole argument for a future we'll see. day we'll until see. everyone's vaccinated. You know, you know, yeah. whatever. We'll I've seen that meme where it's like, oh, I guess this could have been an email instead of a phone call. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> yeah. and it's true. I think so. a lot of people are realizing that maybe going to work. I, I don't know. I'm so like I, I'm going to sound like such a musician. Right. But like, <laughs> You're in good company. I lived my whole life doing a lot of customer service, a lot of management, and then a lot of really long hours. And like, um, I worked in like TV post production for a while. So it, sometimes okay. it was like 14 hour days. If the clients That's didn't want to leave, nasty. we were there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I just think about it and I'm like, man, like the industrial era really fucked us, didn't it? Like all of a sudden we're all working good these point. eight hour work days and then we're forced to sleep eight hours at night and have a yeah. little bit of like food time in between. And I just... Now that I've had about what a year and a half of figuring out what works for me, man, I don't want to go back. And like, no. and I'm gonna have to probably, and that's fine. You know, you never know. You never know. know. But you know, in Europe, they don't follow this. They don't do it <laughs> no. this way. No. It's, it's... So okay, what's it like? <laughs> what's it like? <laughs> Are we all moving than America? That's the most American. Well, thing. No, well, in North America, <laughs> it's only us in North America that that, yeah. that work those 40, 50, 60 hours a week. In Europe, yeah. they're like thirty hours. We're gonna yeah. take a nap at three o'clock. Right. Fuck you! It's yeah. too hot to work. I've heard uh, of the three day a week movement, the four day a week uh, movement, all of these it, variants it's, of it's and... totally different. And yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 whatever for 5,000 years of, of history that they have, that they've evolved to that point. Whereas us, right. where it's like, go, 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 go. go and go, we go. all die yeah. of stress. Yeah. Work yeah. your ass off. <laughs> Work your ass off. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, just keep on working. Keep go. on swimming. Exactly. Do it, do That's it, do the it. one though. That like, keep going, keep going. Even <laughs> when you don't know what direction you're going, that has like, that has been so, so much of a ruler in my life. And as I've questioned <laughs> that this last year and a half, Right. I think I actually have direction now for the first That's time in my whole beautiful. life. I'm like, wow, nice. I took a pause and Good I looked you. at my surroundings and I was like, wait, am I going the right direction? And I was yeah. able to reroute. And I realized that's a privilege. Like that's a yeah. blessing that I yeah. have this yeah. time. That, that's pandemic. hard to do. It is hard to do because yeah. you need that courage to look and say, wait a second. Yeah. Have I been lying to myself? Have <laughs> that I been... one. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. essence, that's yeah. what you do, right? You're like, you take, like you said, take that pause and like, it's not easy oh, to do. Wait a second. The, yeah. the first it's time that you scary. actually stop and realize <laughs> yeah. what's happening around you. And it, sometimes it takes an entire lifetime for people to do that. Of course. Yeah. Others yeah. are on it. Like, I mean, one of my two daughters is definitely on that right now. Like, why? Oh, why do I have to do that? What the fuck's that amazing. about? That doesn't make any sense. 
Like, I know, but this is the thing. It's society. You have to do Okay, fine, whatever. And it's compromise. And she knows she's making a willful compromise. Like, wow, we're all going to work for you one day, pal. And you're only 10? All right, no problem. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me ask you something now, Marie. Yeah, well, (laughs) for sure. I'm sure she'll take applications, especially from strong, independent, creative, talented people like you. I think you already have a shoe, and she'll probably make me take the second interview. She'll hire you off on the spot. I'll get that first interview. Yeah, you're in. Enzo and I are being waiting. Like, the fuck? It's your daughter. Like, what the hell she said you know did yeah. you bring the coffee go get the coffee go get the coffee yeah, exactly right. coffee yeah. thanks thanks now here we're talking about work ethic i gotta ask you what was yeah. it like growing up for you do you have work ethic instilled into you from family or anything or is it something that you had to fight against what was it like growing up and how did that impact yeah. sort of the way that you look at things well maybe not now because a lot has changed in the past little while so let's just stick to the basics what was it like growing up well so as far as like the work ethic that was instilled in me, it's funny because like when your parents have a really strong quality, sometimes it skips a generation <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're a little rebellious or you see something in yeah, them yeah. and you're like, oh, that I'm going to be the exact opposite. So like, right, right. you know, my my dad is still the CEO of a nonprofit um, down in San Diego. And I he actually only just retired in this last year, but he's still like doing some work, of course. And that just goes to show he'll never retire. He'll right. never really retire. He loves what he does and he helps a lot of people. Um, And then my mom, she is also retired, blessed, like she's blessed at a younger age, she's retired. And um, she can just enjoy her life now. And she was like VP of HR for her entire company in the North American region. So like, so hardworking, hardworking. And so of course, there's me who's like, I like singing. (laughs) And and I just didn't, um, I didn't know how to like apply work ethic to that necessarily though, because I did, I don't have any career musicians in my family. I don't have any career artists in my family. Like we're talking business people and the generation before that, um, you know, they had their own struggles, like being the first generation of Korean Americans on my mom's side, learning how to kind of assimilate in society in Mm -hmm. Utah of all places. So they're like, you know, not that many Koreans. Talk about culture shock. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So So did you feel that that was a struggle for you? Like that you had to, was that, uh, was that, was that a fight for you? Was that like um, a hardship battle or did it, did they understand that you were maybe sort of uh, sewn from a different cloth that it wasn't going to be the CEO uh, or HR, (laughs) direction for you how did that how did that work out I actually don't think I even knew that I had any different cloth in me if I do at all um I went the HR route for a while uh I so I I went through school I went to community college and community college I took some music classes I was like oh yeah like let's explore what this can do but it never occurred to me that I would ever release music that I would ever sing in front of people nothing um for two, I, I want to say like too long, but like, it was just my journey. Right. Um, but I, I took music classes, but I immediately started working in retail and I started working my way up. So I was managing at anthropology. If you guys know that clothing store, which is like urban outfitters, free people, that whole like okay. chain. Right. Of, okay. That I can, yeah, yeah, like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just laughing because when I try and tell my daughters what they, cause we, uh, their mom, 
and, and, uh, and I are, are very close friends, but we live yeah. apart, right? Yeah. So uh, we believe in co-parenting 100%. And they all fucking laugh at me when I've tried to dress, you know, my daughters one morning. Like, oh, <laughs> man, what is that shirt? What are you wearing those pants for? Well, Dada said it was okay. It's like, all right. So I'm laughing because you're talking about any clothing Aww. store, even if it's right next door to my house. Maria, I don't, like, know. I don't know no. it. I don't know it. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. Keep on going. No, no worries. Well, it's a clothing store. And like, I loved it, but... I, like, I love, it's a way of expressing yourself, right? Clothing, yeah. even if you don't do it great for your daughter. <laughs> but it's a way no, of expressing it is. yourself. It's a form of self-expression, yeah. of course. 100%. And I really thought that was going to be enough for me for a long time. So we're talking from the age of like 21, all out my age, to like 26. I was just managing clothing stores, which okay. is enough. You know, I say just, but I just mean for me. I was right. just doing that, wasn't really writing, kind of lost sight of what made me happy and just, you know, just doing the daily grind, thinking yeah. living for the weekend. And in retail, you don't even get a weekend. Right. You get like maybe <laughs> no. a Tuesday. Living Thursday. for the Tuesday afternoon, right? Yeah, when there's yeah. nobody coming to the store. Exactly. Well, well, that's interesting now because before we get into, you know, things more relevant to today and your musical yeah. journey and all the climb up that sort of creative ladder of discovering your own sound and your own, you know, music, there's this sort of early 20s, Kins that I can just sort of imagine work in retail, yeah. very hardworking family who are seem supportive and, you know, I mean, a loving environment, I'm guessing, right. Everything was, yeah. was sort of, I mean, listen, there's always ups and downs in family growing up and all that, but for the most part seems pretty stable. And yeah. did, how did music first make its appearance? How did music become a thing in your life? If it wasn't from your family, it must've come from a fluke yeah. from you. How did it happen? It was from my family. It just, it, the career music thing wasn't from my family, but my mom got mm. me started in piano when I was like four years old. Uh, she, awesome. she, right. she loved to sing. She loves to sing. She has a beautiful voice. Um, although she only did like choir in school kind of thing. Right. Um, but she started me in piano when I was four years old and I was playing competitively for a while, you know, cool. but she gave me the option at 13 years old to quit. And that was her way of saying like, here's, here's your autonomy. You can have it at this age, but okay. I want to set a foundation of music in you, which I'm really grateful that she did. Um, right. But when I turned 13, I took the opportunity. I quit. Like I cool, doing yeah. the competitions made me so nervous. I wasn't a dedicated performer or, or musician at that age. And I just, I was really blind to how much of a privilege it was to start at such an early age. So I didn't touch a piano again, probably till I was like 19 or something like that. Um, but luckily her being really musical, she would like, I, even as a baby, she would be listening to Doris Day and like singing cool. along. She would harmonize with things. And nice. I think I just heard it because a lot of people will ask me like, you know, did you take lessons for singing and all that kind of stuff? And I didn't, I did maybe for a couple months, um, in my early twenties kind of thing. But right. as far as learning how to harmonize and stay on pitch, I just think it's my mom like singing in my ear growing up or something like that. So Never forget they, that, they eh? taught me a lot mm -hmm. about music, even if she didn't realize what she was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it was there. Yeah. yeah. It was all yeah. there. I'm yeah. curious. Do you think that your mom could have been a career musician uh, on her own right with her talent that she had? If, I think if the stars she, were aligned in some way? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, of course, yes, because I love my mom and she has a beautiful voice. But I think that about everybody, though. I think anybody could be a career musician if they if they put their mind to it, even if it's vocal and someone doesn't sing. You can train a lot of things. And 
and more so than technique, I think it's so much about what you have to say and like the oh my God, yes. behind it. So, I so I say yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> what an amazing answer that has, th- that's an answer that is such a seed for growth, like beyond, you know, like, I mean, you can, there's, there's so much that can be drawn from that. We could do in a whole three episodes just on where that <laughs> comes from and where that could go. Well, because I agree. There's a lot there's, of potential and a lot of people out there that maybe don't realize so many. Yeah. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listened to one of your songs and the first two sentences, I was like, ah, cool. <laughs> thank you. Well, Very there's cool. a maturity. There's a maturity. Oh, thanks. And well, yes, but Paul, you know, it's not like that this. don't care. There right? is people that no. don't care okay, about it. I see where you're going. Yeah, I got you. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get They're it. They're into it. it for whatever. Yeah. But yeah. when somebody puts, you know, their heart and soul the ability to make people think, by yeah. sharing oh. just some simple yeah. without being literal right <laughs> yeah, such a thing be, yeah so it's okay how to, to make be a fucking good song well one of the first rules <laughs> is don't be fucking literal don't tell people yeah. what to think it's yeah. it's hard it's hard to figure that shit out you gotta write a bunch of crappy well a bunch i someone like so me many. has to write a bunch of crappy songs <laughs> so in order to get to the one everybody. that doesn't say feel this <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah yeah no everybody has to it's like yeah, the, yeah. the brown water out of the sink right you gotta let totally, the water man. run perfect for such analogy. a long time perfect yeah. analogy. love that, true. Love that. it's man. so true there's gonna I be a book is still and you're gonna write it for christ's yeah. oh, yeah. sake i'm fucking <laughs> What is it? Drinking mine. I just drink it. I just need it in my gutter. No, but honestly, I, I yeah. right away. I first two. I don't remember what song it was because, like, I don't remember names of anything. My own kids doesn't remember my name sometimes. I was like, ah, it, it just, yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. And, you, and Enzo it doesn't doesn't blow smoke. He tells it like no. it is. He always has. For, for for music, I mean, no, because I mean, I can appreciate like. Deep down, I'm from the 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 John Lennon, Chris Cornell, oh yeah, side of songwriting. Mm-hmm. I I love White Snake and Motley Crue, but I'm not <laughs> listening to it for their fucking stories and lyrics. That's fair. <laughs> it's garbage, but right, right. But, you know, sometimes music is just you're into it because it makes yeah. you you know like today's music. The kids want to dance, jump, run, whatever. But you know, sometimes it's the message. Yeah. And that's, that's really, that. that comes from, I know it comes from a, you know, a deep. Uh, it's straight connected to your heart. There's no doubt about yeah. that. The, the good, the bad and the ugly has to come out and yeah. to be able to yeah. share that and create that emotion to express how you feel, to get it off your chest, to make people feel something similar. It's, it's a, it's a craft and you work at it. You got to work at it all the time. Um, still am. You're there. No, but I mean, like we're all, we're all trying to perfect it and you're honest about it too. I I just got a notification there. Hold on a second. Sorry. Let me shut that off. Okay. Uh Oh, someone tell you to get off, get off the line. (laughs) No, no, sorry. Uh, my other drummer friend sent me files. Shut up. Music. All right. This is the yeah, intro this for this else. episode. All right. Cool. <laughs> okay. We'll have to yeah. see what he sent. Yeah. All right. That's fucking cool. Go Ken. Go Ken. Okay. So uh, back to us. Now, no, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to kidnap the episode. I promise. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So listen, there's, there's this uh, spark of uh, like, mm, I got to follow this. There's, there's a, there's a, a path uh, ahead of you. And is there a transition story that you're willing to share? Like, did it, I mean, did you like decide that's it? I'm going to start, or did you did you get an opportunity? What was the change where you went from? Oh, you know, I want to say less 
than 50% retail to more than 50% music. <laughs> yeah. Did you give up the day job completely and go all in? How did, what, how, what was that transition like for you? I feel like it's still happening, but definitely the mindset now is, is more in the right direction, but the, the mindset had to happen first. So what first happened, if we go back to when I was working retail, I was of the mindset then that like, I could never make it as a career musician. Like no one would want to hear my stuff, whatever. So my thought then was, okay, that might be true, but I can do engineering. Nobody has to hear me sing. Nobody has to hear me do anything. I can just, Interesting. yeah, I can just learn how to do the technical stuff. Um, and then maybe some people will get comfortable enough with me to let me like give some creative input. Right. So I Smart. went from, from working my, at that time I was at a TV ad agency doing post-production, um, but not in, the audio world and video. Right. I Still. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah, but someone from that of, gig might end up being the massive exactly. break you've been waiting for, you know, exactly. years after the fact. So you never know. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of like you said, a lot of hours. Long there's connections. Hours. There's there's yeah. a lot in there. There's yeah. a lot. Oh my God, you edited that episode. I remember you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. the coffee on me. That's great. Hey, you want to cut an album? Fuck yeah, sure. You know, there's, Let me try not act too excited, but yeah, that's but at this point you're you're not in LA, right? You're, no, you're... this is all still in the Bay Area. So I was living okay. in San okay. Francisco. Right. Cool. Um, okay. And so, so I was working, still... yeah, I was working at this place, and I saw that people could do jobs that I never thought were possible. Like the, the they were putting music between behind um like AAA commercials, right? So let's say they were cutting a spot for AAA. They're putting music behind it that they got off a library and whoever's song they choose. And these aren't famous people. This is just like library, you know, not right. stock music, but like yeah. You know, yeah. music. They're, they're making money. They're mm-hmm. making money and you can't even really hear the song. And I, and that's the first time I started thinking like, okay, put that in my back pocket. for later. <laughs> There right. is a music career that doesn't involve like touring and being a pop star, but for like sure. you can actually monetize a career. Um, so I put that in my back pocket and I'm working there and I just realized like, okay, um, if there's people engineering all around me and at that point it was video editing, I was like, let me learn a little bit of this. So I played with Premiere Pro and I was like, what am I doing on here learning video editing when I need to learn audio editing? Like, let's be real. So I just kind of shifted gears. I ended up going back to school at this like one year program in San Francisco at a school called Pyramind. Um, Still around, still friends with a lot of the people there. And I took a one year program of just audio engineering and music production, which was amazing because even though I'm terrible at school and I think I've learned more because I'm more disciplined now outside of school than I learned in school the people that I met the things I was introduced to and just my foundational knowledge of logic and pro tools and Ableton like I got a little bit of everything so I could learn which DAW I could use best all that's helped me run with my music now so I planted seeds back then right on and then I was like, I'm going to plant more seeds. Wow, I was doing like three jobs at the time. Um, and then my <laughs> That's the work ethic kicking yeah. back in, man. <laughs> my, my roommate told me that, so he's in a really cool band. And he was like, I have a friend who has a grassroots label here in Oakland, and they might need some help. And I was like, set me up a, a meeting with her. I'd love to meet her. And she happens to be the co-founder of OIM Records, which is the record label I first ever got my first internship at. And it happened to be co-owned by Jeff Saltzman, the Killers Hot Fuss producer. And I just got so blessed to be introduced to that duo because they basically opened my eyes to 
to all the jobs that there are available in the music industry yeah, and how right. silly it was that I had the mindset that I couldn't transition into it. You know, it, it, it's like, I put myself into the situations around the music people, but my mind was still holding me back. You're I trying to find, you're trying to figure out what's yeah. my place here. What, what, yeah. what, you know, like, where do I go? Where do I turn? Exactly. Yeah. But you know, yeah. And but you think it's safe to say that, I mean, when, when, before you meet people of the caliber and the knowledge and the wisdom yeah. of Sarah Sexton and Jeff Saltzman, yeah. you've surrounded yourself unintentionally or, or intentionally with people that are only trying their best to say, yeah, you sure you could go do music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you just help me do the inventory though? Cause I, I just, we got to do it, you know, yeah. because yeah, that's part life. Of the thing, right. <laughs> and then that, the more that you hear that, such kind, gentle versions of that's life. No, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be life. It doesn't yeah. have to be life. So Sarah and Jeff took yeah. you in and yeah. you learned a lot. You got a couple of fucking major mentors there. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that experience at OIM. Yeah. So um, Sarah basically had me coming over to her house on the weekends and she would just give me... <laughs> tasks that at first I didn't even know how to tackle them. She's like, wax hey, on, wax this, off like, for the audio truly, world. I love it. Truly. She <laughs> was like, so we cool. have this band that needs exposure. We need to like help build their, their network to outreach to. Right. Um, and she'd be like, start a spreadsheet with some contacts. And I'm like, what kind of contacts? Like, what, what do you need? Who do you need to contact in order to make a small, tiny band get radio play get streams on spotify how does that translate then to their social media like all the things that i now need to know how to do for myself i really got introduced to back then That's and awesome. i didn't know how useful it would be so i was sitting there just doing spreadsheets like stalking people stalking is a really, really <laughs> cool in the music industry that <laughs> yeah, everybody well, should have. reality man it's reality, it's yeah. reality yeah unless you want to pay for a publicist or a pr person who is going to do the stalking for you yeah, for a price that's yeah. essentially what it comes yeah. down to right no, and if you have the time you do the stalking yourself so i basically <laughs> just put together spreadsheets and spreadsheets of like every college radio station that might play songs similar to this artist awesome. this artist like wow. all that Very kind cool. of stuff um, such a great great task yeah. It was really great. And then from there, you know, Jeff, I, I ended up started going to his bar that he owned in Oakland. And in right. the back, he had his little recording set up like a miniature <laughs> version of what he had in his real studio. Okay. And he would he would let me like set up the drum kits for him, mic them, which I never knew how to mic a drum set before that. And plus from him who loves a big rock drum sound like right. the it was just, right. yeah it was a master class of from both of them that's amazing it was that's really, amazing really fun that's 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 <laughs> on the job training awesome. yeah i just I, i'm romanticizing this whole image so much right now like i can just see all three of you riding harleys into the fucking sunset <laughs> the whole fucking band in the truck behind going they're so cool and you're in the lead like yeah and you don't know that you're just driving into success you know like it's such just a beautiful plant a lot of imposter syndrome in that in before you do that me looking around like why am i here why am i here then you have an accurate image of that. okay now that's fine now i'm gonna segue <laughs> I'm going to go back for a half a second and then come back to right where we are. Doesn't it seem to me, okay, that you felt like imposter syndrome the whole way through, but I want to just sort of put a new tag on it instead, maybe just call it humility. All right. Because Fair. when you are humble and you're not a fucking pretentious egomaniac and out there saying, look at me, I'm the best. 
the antithesis to that is being someone who is approachable and humble and cool and shy. And, and I think that really defines at least a part of you. And I can just imagine now going away from the romantic Harley version, there's <laughs> the real version. I can just see being so humble and thankful, but still being keen at fucking doing the work. It's, it's just part of your personality to come off that way, which doesn't surprise me why people like Sarah, Jeff, and others to come down the road would be interested in working with you because of that personality thing. There's others that, uh, that I know that are working in the professional circuit, and uh, their first thing when they have drinks with me is to say, fucking egos, man. We got to deal with egos all the time, regardless yeah. if they are engineers, producers, musicians, session players, whatever. That's the thing that comes out of their mouth the most. <laughs> fucking egos. I hear that a lot too. And I do dude, you don't have an what, ego. You know what's sad? <laughs> you, you, you know don't. what it is? To be at a certain level, you do need that ego. A little bit. A little uh, bit. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have some balls yeah. to fucking walk in the yeah. new doors for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt. You gotta have a little bit of it. I mean, when it gets to the point where it's like Godzilla sized, then you know, uh whatever. <laughs> If ever that's I need some muscle, that's why I got Enzo. I'm going to ask him to barge down the door <laughs> for me. He's the balls. And I'm not the brains. That's the funny part. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'm just it, no, it is. smaller it's, balls it's following it's, behind him. That's a great mental image, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. I don't mind to share, though. <laughs> We're amongst friends. Come on. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Anyone need to take a shower? Like now? <laughs> oh, that's good. That was brutal. I, that was good. I think that, was that that's so sweet that you say that. It's it's an interesting <laughs> thing though, because like um I think that before, although being humble is something I will take that compliment and I, I really appreciate that because I think that bringing um a big ego and this sense of like too cool for anything is just not um it's just silly like what yeah. are we we're like ants on a log spinning in space yeah, but like exactly. uh, <laughs> but makes sense when you say it but not many yeah. people believe it <laughs> no but, yeah. I mean, but she's she's 100 right it is yeah. it's yeah. bs it's just yeah you know, go on. and i and, well <laughs> i was just you're driving say, to a point like, you go right you you've got like me before and i think that the imposter syndrome like deeper than just like being humble or whatever. I think it's, it was me not even, I would lose myself though so much. Like my, my values, what I stood for, I would just be so small in a room that there was no room for me to actually grow from there. Like um, as much as my outward facing like persona may be very similar as when I was really, really struggling versus now when I'm kind of, figuring it out a little bit more right. uh, with my imposter syndrome or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think the difference now is, is that I know that not everything's meant for me. I think before that I'd be sense. in rooms and I'd be like, I don't deserve to be here. And when you yeah. have that mindset, when someone offers you crumbs, you'll think they're offering you a gold platter and you'll, you'll just be like, yes, this opportunity. Yes. And people can treat you not great. And you'll be like, Oh no, 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 but that's okay. Cause they're my foot in the door. And this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be with these big egos and right. la la la. And versus now, not everything is for me. And I truly have been working on just if someone or something is not really fitting or sitting right with me, I don't need to be in that room. I don't need to make myself small so that someone else can fit their ego in a room. And I don't need to sit there and take whatever that means negatively towards me. Um, and I think that, yeah. yeah, because nothing good ever came from, from those days. If I just 
allowed someone to be <laughs> however they wanted to be, no matter how it impacted me. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What like, you're describing there is can, you know, I mean, anyone listening to this that has an extremely, extremely bad experience of that, you know, living in a toxic relationship or, or being in a, in a very, very, uh, you know, detrimental situation for whatever, whether it's at work or in family or not, you're, you're discussing something that is important for anyone to be able to learn, to be able to draw some boundaries and draw some lines to say, you yeah. know, to know your worth and to know your value and to say, yeah, yeah. I do deserve to be here. Uh, That's and, a much more concise way to put it. Well, I don't I think concise, no, but the <laughs> first thing that, because listen, in talking to so many different people in all these episodes, it's very, it's very much recency for me. Right. Yeah. And for Enzo too, because we're asking just a bunch of fucking crazy questions, but sometimes <laughs> but we get sometimes, these answers that yeah. like, Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking, <clears throat> I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with that. You know, like I automatically feel, wow, it's life isn't so bad. Life isn't so bad. So to hear yeah. you say that, like, yeah, we all need to learn a little bit of fucking like courage and to draw some lines and say, no, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm important enough to be here. We can learn yeah. that. We can yeah. learn that. It, it, it's hard to like, especially if you're not that kind of character that carries that, that kind of ego or that huge amount of self-confidence. That you're always been, you know, like you want to stake that, you know, but I think mine is better. Why? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard to make that first step. It is. It is Even very though hard. deep down, you know, you're like, ah, fuck you all. Fuck you all. <laughs> but it's to. The first step is always it's the hardest hard. one. It's, it's yeah. It is. But you're, you're in good company when you're making your first steps. I mean, like, listen, yeah. whether, whether it was, uh, I don't believe I'm not religious. I'm not a believer in fate. <laughs> Many yeah. people are. And I respect that. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's just like, whether you were meant to be in Sarah and Jeff's company at that particular moment in time or not, it doesn't matter. You were, and you capitalized yeah. on it. And they obviously saw so much potential and talent in you. They wanted to sort of hone that. Um, and then this confidence is growing. There's this exactly. confidence and talent and skill, and you're applying yourself to all of the engineering. That's stuff. That's, that's on you. I mean, regardless of the yeah, you know, you decided <laughs> to do that. But now, exactly. armed with all these skills and you know, courage and confidence, uh, where does the next step happen? Where an emotional, meaningful milestone for you? Where in between yeah. that moment and coming to LA? What's the big milestone? What's the big turning point for you between those two moments? Well, so the move to LA surprisingly wasn't the the milestone for me. And I'll, I'll explain what the actual one was. But okay. the move to LA was <clears throat> pushing myself to be uncomfortable. Like I just realized that in working all these customer service jobs and in like always holding on to some kind of anchor, like, oh, just in case that doesn't work out, I still have my restaurant job plus my, you yeah. know, retail job, la la la. I realized that that wasn't doing me any favors. Um, right. And so that's when I decided to move to LA. And I was like, I just want to be uncomfortable. Sure, I might be uncomfortable for a bit. And I might be in my later 20s, not being able to say I have much of a job when before I could say I ran like a, you know, this size team. Yeah none of that means anything to me anymore. I'm just going to make the move. Um, and then, well, but I Fucking moved awesome, here man. and <laughs> thank you, but I moved here and I still didn't have the mindset shift I needed because I was still so worried about, um, well, I'm here so late in life compared to everyone in LA. Oh my God, everyone here's so young. And you know, there's kids on, on this and this app that have millions of followers, only 16 and they write better than I do. Like just, 
the the shift I really needed was not from the Bay to LA. The shift that I needed happened over the time that I I spent with myself over pandemic. And really the, the moment that changed for me was a couple months into living here in LA when my grandma passed away, which, um, she's, she's one of the reasons I never wanted to move to LA because she and I would have lunch together all the time. We hung out all the time. I lived with her most of my life. And then when I finally moved to LA, I was like, it's okay. I'm going to go back and see her all the time. And she got sick basically right after I moved here, which was like, I thought my worst nightmare. Um, But when pandemic started and knowing how like social, she loves the casinos, she loves going out (laughs) to eat, like knowing how social she was, it really did happen at a perfect time. But what it taught me then was like, why am I so afraid of like, doing anything like truly like why am I I I didn't move to LA because I was afraid I was going to lose her well I was going to lose her around this time either way it looks like I didn't have control over that um why am I so afraid of putting out music just because of my age or my skill level or whatever I was like I'm just gonna write something for her this song is for my grandma I'm gonna put it out it'll be my first ever release self-produced like in my bedroom oh my gosh and I was like that's the way to go (laughs) yeah and that's the moment where I was like I don't care anymore about what anyone thinks about this you know not what anyone thinks about me because I'm still working on that and I think that'll come with (laughs) every (laughs) year but like every every day every every day day. a little more (laughs) but the the irony the irony yeah of of being you know of finding yourself yeah writing a song called lost is just like so poetic. Yeah, that's very so true. Poetic. And it's that's beautiful to the nth degree. Um, and I, I want to ask, like, I mean, the, the, just, you know, because I'm, I'm curious and I'm a, I'm a geek, uh, a Star Trek geek. Did you film that? At the location with the fight. <laughs> so you recognized it. Fuck yeah. It's iconic for a Star Trek geek. Yeah. The fucking rock formation in the intro, or yeah. it, at least the part that's like framed at the, you know, the yeah. teaser. I'm like, that's the fuck it. Where's Kirk? Kirk and the fucking monster are going to come out any second. And of course, I'm the, the yeah. and I'm like, I'm just trying to tell you, I don't know if I can start crying, telling you how emotional <laughs> and beautiful it is about you Aww. writing about grandma. Like, oh my God, it's beautiful. But I'm still curious. It a hundred percent is the Star Trek. It's called oh, the, the Star it. Trek I'm historic site. You're the best. You're the best. Did you choose that on purpose or was I, it like, is I there a meaning? <laughs> Or was it just because it was cool? Like, I mean, I just got to know. I'm sorry. It's a little bit. No, you show. So my my sister loves Star Trek. She's seen all of them. She has opinions about which generations are better <laughs> okay, than whatever. TNG um, versus Voyager. We, we, all that we stuff. can do yeah. a podcast. We'll, we'll invite her to the show we'll next episode. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, um, yeah right away, I, never, we'll do a I never actually watched them. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> I know fun. that my totally sister funny. loves them. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the site. I was just <laughs> looking up places I could basically sneak into before the park opened and right. what had like a really open setting. And there are no gates around that place. Like mm-hmm. I basically went, I dropped I a know. pin on, on Google Maps. Oh, it's amazing. There's no gate. So you could just go. That's so even cool. if it's closed, because it was pandemic time. Everything was closed, parks were closed. And I, right, yeah, sure. right. you know, sorry, but I <laughs> broke cool. in. <laughs> That's so, good on you. I, I love it. The rebellious spirit, the humble pie. Like, I mean, you have so many good things going for you when it comes to future people that are going to get the chance to work with you. And I hope for you that it's at least people like, you know, the caliber. I'm talking like Bruce Springsteen type people where no, they're iconic, yeah. but they're just nice. You know, they're yeah, fucking I want nice. that. I want and that so like, much. you deserve that, right? I oh, mean, it would be you. so lovely to be able to continue that 
sort of momentum, which I hope yeah. is going to be exponential no, with some great people with that yeah. are that are going to take you to that. Not take you so, because that you need to be taken there, but just like you know the the vehicle and the do, platform though. and the popularity and all no, that. Yeah, yeah. To, I agree. To a certain I, degree, sure. Someone yeah, who will invite you to step true. on the coattail, like please just come because yeah. we gotta do this. And then just show me where you're the on, table you know, is, you're on movies you know? and TV and all kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So I've Thank I've gone you. a little bit in 15 different directions here, but uh that that's explains how my brain works. That's fine. The the guts, the guts that it took to go to LA. Like that's beautiful. Getting out of your comfort zone. That's probably in chapter one of so many success books or how to make it books yeah. that say, you know, if you, I think it was David Bowie, I saw an interview with him and uh, he, something to the, uh, uh, along the lines of you got to tread out into the water just to the point where your feet are just dangling mm-hmm. and you feel a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. You're in a good place to create something epic. Yeah. It's not exactly the words that he used, but it's akin to that. And that's what it makes me think of you going to LA, like it's, uncomfortable and it's the right thing to do what a great combination and so you did lost you did a video you did all of this like on your own basically you took (laughs) on all the hats and you rolled up the sleeves yeah yeah it was a lot of fun um and I think that being everyone says you have to be uncomfortable to do something like great or do something new and it's funny because for a long time I was like, that is such a crock of shit. I'm uncomfortable all the time. I was like, <laughs> I hate my job. Like, I, I don't feel good. Like, I have my own, like, pains and aches and whatnot. I was like, I'm always <laughs> fucking uncomfortable. Like, the, the, no, you know? No. And I think exactly. a lot of those, I agree. Those, phrases, <laughs> those phrases don't mean anything until they really make sense. It's kind of like when people say, you know, manifest this and that. You can say, like, oh, I think it and it comes bullshit. But it's not, it's not even like that's the meaning. It's just about like envisioning what the hell you want and then just like moving the steering wheel, like having the guts to like maybe get out of the car and start walking. Like, you know, it's all of those little things, but it made sense when it made sense. To and quote no, not another, a minute before. <laughs> yeah. To quote another character from another famous sci fi series, it's all in your point of view. Mm, who was that? Tell me. That's Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yes. <laughs> there you go. It's a certain point of view. That's all it is. Honestly, it is. that's all it is. Is how how you see it, how he sees it, how I see it. We're all looking at the same thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. For one person, it's the ultimate opportunity, yeah. and for somebody else, it's the end of the world. And it could always, yeah, exactly. you know, it's always going to be that way. Uh, yeah. tra- taking weird opportunities or weird situations in our lives it's chaos. I always maintain that chaos is one of the most important things for any creative person to embrace that, to embrace that chaos and really invite it in and let it hang out in your living room and make friends with it. And then see what happens. That's, that's where I, when I just conversations before doing this podcast, just conversations with Enzo, it's always a chaotic conversation <laughs> that is beautiful and lovely. We'll jump around like we don't it. have a fucking script, and yeah, a script comes from our conversations. Yeah, ideas yeah. that would never have a place in normal life. So, but wait, what if we did that? Like, oh, oh, okay, I'll call you tomorrow when I'm sober. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> it. Oh, like it's, just and then make sure somebody remembers. You know? Yeah, write it down. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have other one. things for that, but yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to backtrack. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, I want to backtrack. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you did your year of schooling for, for uh, engineering and production, yeah. music production. Then you did, how long was the internship with the record company? 
with OAM? I'm still in touch with them and I'll do random okay. stuff. I was doing like Spotify playlists for them just like a couple months ago. Um, cool. when okay. I could, so but, but hardcore interning with Sarah probably lasted like a year and a half. And then it became a little bit less intensive and just like random stuff over the next however many years till now. So did, much. But did you transition into actually working in the studio and like helming a session? Not quite. Like my, my interning with Sarah and Jeff. So with Jeff, I got to go to the studio with him and I did get to help out with certain things and I was not good at pro tools or anything. So he would (laughs) tell me like, Oh, hop up and like, you know, just press this button. I'm like, I don't remember any of the key commands. (laughs) It was part of the reason why I wanted to go to school because I didn't go to school until after my first few times with Jeff. Ah, okay. Okay. Right. Cool. It was that that told me, wow, if I had the knowledge, I could be doing so much more to help Jeff. Um, And he doesn't have the time to necessarily sit with me and teach me everything, but I can watch and soak up the knowledge. You know what I mean? You're the the perfect fucking intern. You you just have a willingness to learn. That's amazing. Good on you. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I ended up going back to school. And then I was able to take what I knew. And just like when I'd watch him from that point on, I would kind of know what he was doing a little bit more. Um, cool. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so never like a job job. It was also it was always very much whatever he needed me to do. Like when I was at his bar in the back, eventually I ended up trying to learn how to bartend. And I learned from one of right. his bartenders how to bartend for him on nights. That's when just to get free. And, yeah. And, well, you already know. <laughs> So it was just like, it was almost like we all got to hang out together, do things. And I was just the moving, you know, person putting on whatever hat they needed at the time, which was. But that's exactly also the lifestyle. I like, I mean, who doesn't I want that fucking yeah. lifestyle? I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, fucking filled with crack cocaine and fucking crazy <laughs> bullshit. It can be yeah. like manageable and fun because yeah. that was always. Listen, I never had those uh, those uh, AAA circuit experiences, right? It was always cover bands and, and biker bars and, yeah. and Irish pubs for me. But that was my life, and yeah. I loved it when I when I loved it until I got annoyed with it. And I had <laughs> as soon as you have kids, it's not because it's the kids; it's because you want to be home with them. You don't want to be yeah. at some fucking bar with a bunch Makes of drunks. Sense. But up until then, there were so many great moments where I loved it. I loved it. And if there was some yeah. fucking weirdo that came in that was completely out, I wasn't like, "Yeah, that's the craziest thing in the room. I'm going for that." I would be like, "No, bouncer, can you help out? Like, let's keep it safe for everyone else that's yeah. in here." So I have this awkward little middle ground. I was never fucking cracked out on anything. I mean, that was that was not my bag. But there's yeah. this beautiful, beautiful, you know, the first couple of drinks. And it's like everything is beautiful <laughs> haze. And it's like, we you know, like the fucking bloom is just on the a little bloom. bit. <laughs> everything is perfect. And the fucking yeah. mood that creates... I would live in that forever. But yeah. then the third drink happens and the fourth drink, and then yeah, someone fucking gets in a fight and it's all over. And you, yeah. the rest of the, the, the second and third set, you could live without. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to go home. But living in that bloom, like I like that you call it that because it's right when all the lights just have that little bit of, it's like emanating a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Totally, totally. <laughs> but it's just a beautiful moment, I think, energy wise too. Like, what does yes. that, I feel yeah. like it hits around 11, and then all of a sudden being at the bar and like seeing him go in and out from his studio to like, like doing some of the live sound there's like a 
a beautiful drag performance or a local rock band or something's happening on stage because he hosted a lot of both. And it was this right. 1912 era, like European, like it basically looked like a barn house that they shoved in the middle of Oakland around a bunch of other like modern. Very it cool. Was really, wow. really cool. That's so it awesome. Was a vibe and I, I miss it, man. They sold it recently. So I don't oh, okay. even know. Right. It, it right. was called the Rockridge Improvement Club. Um, and it was this right. really cool. I guess the Rockridge Improvement Club was... Um, the club created by that neighborhood of Rockridge in Oakland that back during like the prohibition was trying to keep alcohol out of Oakland. So then they took the name Rockridge Improvement (laughs) Club and they made a bar out of it later on. Insult to injury. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I love it. Slam it up yours. Thank you very much. But they did sell it. Use guys. Come here. Back up the truck. Over here. here. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And one of Enzo's uh, descendants for sure was involved in that. I'm guaranteed. Oh, 100%. Sorry. That's definitely getting cut out of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. This whole section. So I have to ask you this. There's, uh, I read an interview uh, with you yeah. uh, with Indie Top 39, I think oh, is yeah, the name them. of it. And yeah. you had this great line in there where you said you were uh, <clears throat> blissfully unaware of what everyone else is doing. Awesome. I loved that. I thought that was awesome. so like, yes. So tell us yeah. more about that. I, I mean, you've alluded to it a little bit, but where does yeah. that come from? What's that about? It's it's a practice. It truly is a practice <laughs> because uh, I think being in an oversaturated industry and a very competitive industry It's very easy to get caught up in what everyone is doing, what's trending at the moment and what could make you money. Right. Or like, you know, what what can I release right now that will get me into this room with this person, this person and just green room tickets, green room tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, the thing that I learned and have been applying to my life (laughs) during lockdown is to like, I have, I have a metaphor that I have for it because it really encompasses everything I'm, I'm trying to live by. And that is just like, stay in my own lane, which everyone has heard, but in my lane, it's my lane. There's no traffic. So I can go as fast as I want. I can go slow as I want. I'm not holding anyone up and there's no one that's going to say like, hey, slow down. I'm going to go at my pace. I'm not going to look at the lane to the right of me and think about what car they're driving. I'm not going to think about how fast they're going. I'm not going to think about anything because then I'm not looking ahead. And I'm going to, you know, you know what happens when you rubberneck, like you kind of swerve a little bit. You're going slower than you would have. I just have really realized that if I keep my head down, if I enjoy the ride, you know what I mean? And just like, pump the tunes I want and go at whatever rate I want, I will get where I want to go. Like you don't, you don't drive down a road and not get to the end of it. If you keep driving, like you will get to the end of it, whatever that is. Um, And that's, you are wise beyond your years. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you. And your road, your road, by the way, (laughs) when, because your wings are sprouting, Mm. you know, when that road takes you up and then you just have a bunch of people following along because you're making the new road. Right on, man. That's totally I, what's going to happen for you, Bill. 100%. Uh, I 100%. hope. And I just want other people to, like, find their their lane and find the confidence to just drive in it and enjoy the ride. Because, like, because I, I you know, at the end of the day, I don't know where my road is headed. And as much as I want to pretend like I can control the destination, I I can't, I won't, and I wouldn't want to, I don't think. But what I do know is if I just keep going, I'll end up somewhere other somewhere. than where I started. <laughs> and like, that's all I want out there's, of this there's journey. A, <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a song that we wrote a long time ago and uh, 
what the hell do we call it? Is it is it Lifetime of a Journey or Journey of a Lifetime? Yeah, well, it's both. We never decided, both. We, right? we switched the title so many times, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I love it. Journey of a Lifetime, so, I think. Or a lifetime, of no, a lifetime, lifetime of a Journey. Lifetime and, of a Journey. And, and, and Whatever the not mean. common phrasing is. That's lifetime what it's of exactly. a Journey, then, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> journey of a Lifetime I, is normal. We call it a Lifetime of a Journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love and that. I we were getting unliterally like yet. The journey, the journey never ends. Yeah. yeah, it never yeah. really ends. But what you're describing is not not only applicable oh, applicable to to music to life. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's an outlook on life that you're describing too, and it's it's a totally. it's a wonderful you know inner peace to have. It is, and it's you know? the only thing that's helped. Um, I think heal a lot of things that that I was telling myself, like I've told myself this story that I would never make it in music, that I, I'm nervous when I perform, like just all the things you tell yourself that make up this identity, whatever that means. And like, you're talking about having no ego, like it's a constant battle to like work against the ego and the ego doesn't necessarily have to be this big pompous jerk. Sometimes it (laughs) is the humble person. My ego was in the form of the humble person that told myself that I had to be small, had to be polite to everybody and had to take shit from everybody. That was still a form of ego. It was like a self that I couldn't quite uh, get rid of. And I think, yeah, I just, I'm on a journey now where I don't know what it means to be anything anymore. If I'm all good, I'm going to go really big. But all I know is like, if I, if I can like check in with myself and be like, Hey, Marie, are you happy? Are you with people that treat you right? Are kind to you? Um, Are you having fun? Then I'm on the right path, no matter what that means. So if I have to get a coffee shop job outside of lockdown, because I'm not making it, that's fine. That's my journey. And as long as I like where I'm at, like, that's all that matters. So that's, it's all it is. is, All it is, is, (laughs) You pulled off to the rest area. Okay, hold yeah, on. Let's, let's yeah, go. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It's a temporary thing. And I mean, you know, everyone has to do it these days to figure out. I mean, we all know that something is going to make the world different again when normal happens, because even that yeah. normal is not going to be the same as it used Whatever to be. Whatever normal is. Whatever the normal version of regular life is going to become, yeah. we all have to sort of just in the interim, like, oh, make it work. Fucking, yeah. And you, yeah, you, <laughs> the work. shit that we fucking do to pay the bills sometimes turns into a fucking new new side hustle, right? That yeah, you'll you just never know. Maybe sell it, you know, as yeah. a new company that you just fucking let somebody give me a million bucks for it or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on where people are discovering new avenues of opportunity yeah. and creating all kinds of interesting stuff. So you're on this path that you're making for yourself that uh, that is unique and different and fun and uh, adventurous and scary sometimes. And yeah, all so who's, who's in the car along for the ride? in your inner circle that you're, that you're yeah. comfortable telling us about that yeah, people yeah. that are like your, your cheerleader, your, your, uh, you know, fan club, your, your, whether it's technical or emotional or however you're being like bolstered on yeah. is in the car with you. Who are the main, who's, who's, who's riding shotgun with you? In your right. <laughs> well, half the time I think she's driving, but um, so <laughs> my, my girlfriend, my partner, Kat. Um, so she, she's in the other room. she, has also been making some life changes, but she was working in like back-end software engineering up in the Bay Area when we lived there together. But since moving here, it's been this beautiful thing where she's learning a little from my journey. She's gotten into mix engineering. She's amazing at it. She's always had the ear for it because she's so sensitive to sound in general. Um, 
And it's really nice to see her doing that because not only can she mix my songs and give me a lot of great feedback about like my production and, you know, she's like, can't you hear that tone? I'm like, no, help me. Like, I don't hear this. Like, she's like, I think that's at like 12K. I'm like, okay, wow. Um, Oh, shit, she's technical. That is huge. That is a wonderful partnership. Seriously, man, that is amazing. That's wonderful. He, He does that to me. Take it out at 12K. I'm like, fuck off. And then I'll do it, right? And then I'll go in and like, you know, attack it. And I'm like, wow, that was really like that tinny sound, or like it was this like high pitched, you know. She knows. Breathy. She knows. Yeah, but but I, I say to him, speak English. Fuck. I don't know what your 12 came. It's <laughs> like when he's telling me time signatures. You know it's yeah. in huh? I'm a guitarist. I don't yeah. know shit. The irony is that Enzo's the one that went to engineering school to, to learn oh, how to funny. do all the mixing. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Time, yeah. I'm time, like, time, time. no. <laughs> I went to engineering school. I learned how to, oh my God, how do you say this? Steal microphones? Adjust. No. <laughs> adjust. At the time that I went, this is brutal. I learned how to adjust the tape heads on a 24-track two-inch oh, tape it. machine. Yes. We yeah. were on the cusp Classic. of Vintage, no. <laughs> yeah, vintage. totally, totally, vintage. right on, man. Vintage, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. Vintage. I miss but that. Though. We were, we were literally. A <laughs> A dat was just coming out. D A T tape was just yeah. coming out. Right, but right. we were still mixing analog. There's such so, beauty uh, in that, man. Because yeah. you only a part have of me on a tape. Like anyway, I could go yeah, on. And no, on but about there's why. the tape emulation. You can and get all it. That yeah, stuff you can and, get into yeah. all that. The part about that I actually miss the most. But then I'm like, <laughs> this is so fun using a mouse. I miss ha- having the actual console. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I get that. There's a part of me that 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 misses actually. Okay, Hands on. bring them down. I, totally. I used to be yeah. fun with that. I used to be good yeah. at it, right? But but this but is it, easy. I mean, <laughs> it's akin to. So I don't mean if I'm a gamer, so you know, like having the keyboard because I'm a PC gamer. But having yeah. the analog joystick, right? Of being able to. Oh yeah, I just. Yeah. It's the 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 analog uh, mixing experience is so like i i spent so much of my studio life doing that like i just doing it with the mouse like enzo's saying it's like fuck this is annoying and forever i'm like i gotta go and buy the motorized fucking just to have faders like no it's not the same there's 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 that that joy in I'm going to push it just a little more. Just yeah. a little more. Right. Just, just a little. The point oh oh four dB. Like, yeah. it's only for us, but it's like, it's you know, but you feel it. And when you <laughs> yeah, actually totally. ride the fader a little bit, it's just having that tactile. It's, yeah. It's, and, it's and, and the, the sad right. part that today's music is so compressed. So this, yeah. so that, that a yeah. lot of those nuances are completely lost. Yeah. Okay, no, so here, let me ask you this. So it sounds like... What a like, fucking downer. Shoot the old prick. No, throw him in the come eye. on. Fuck that. People pay huge money to get that old prick fucking... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, mantra or no, the sound. This fucking old shit. Yeah. Old prick sound, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. People have seen some sound. fucking... Uh, anyway, whatever. I, the whatever, videos that yeah. I watch, I mean, it's just... It's it's ridiculous how much fucking stuff I, I you know, absorb on YouTube. But there's... Yeah. there's conferences you know i don't know which ones the music conferences where there's the whole room packed and they're all going in there and it's like you know they all want to fucking bust out a cigarette because they're all a bunch of fucking <laughs> hacks from the 70s like man we used to be able to come here and smoke and watch this guy yeah, mix fucking true. aero 
Smith. Now we got yeah. a fucking smoke outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Okay, so I want to take it back. Oh I want to take it yeah, back yeah, to contract here. It sounds to me like we're going to just include Cat in the story a little bit here. It sounds to me like you yeah. and Cat are kind of on this, like not only in the same car on the same road, but experiencing your own creative uh, rediscovery musically yeah. at, at the same time. Like yeah. how fucking cool is that? It's, it's not really just cool. about, I mean, love is important and, you know, being yeah. able to live together is important, especially pandemic. It puts us through all paces, yes. like who washes the dishes and fucking shit like that. Yes. But the, the creative journey, like this is a, this is a book, you know what I mean? Like this is, <laughs> this is some cool stuff. Do you feel, it's really nice. is she okay with you talking about something that yeah. she's working on that is, uh, a journey of creative discovery of her own that you maybe yeah. you're working on with her or helping yeah. out with her. Well, everything that I do, I end up taking to her at some point in the process to get her feedback. Um, and as she likes to play guitar on my stuff because she can play guitar, but creatively she kind of tries to stay away from it. But I think that stemmed from her not feeling confident in giving me creative feedback. And like to even back it up more, that just comes from like our relationship. We've been together for like five years now and music has only really been a solid part of my life for the past few years like and granted music has always been a huge part of my life but I just mean as far as sharing it with people like Mm -hmm. as far as she knows (laughs) you know (laughs) she knows that I would write and do voice memos and like play piano in my room with the door closed with pillows under the door so she couldn't hear type of vibes like that's the difference between when we met and now um but I think it's it's happening now where she's getting more creative with her mixing because she's always been a very like whatever which side of the brain is it the right side of the brain or the left where it's like you know type a uh goes oh, uh, right the creative and, side is like, the yeah. opposite that i think yeah um but she yeah she comes from a background of software engineering and um she just she just she knows how to make things emotional she knows what it takes frequency wise placement wise of things to make things emotional, but she never would give me creative feedback. But now that she's working with other artists other than me, and she calls me and being like, what's it missing? And I tell her emotionally <laughs> what it's missing. And then she translates that to her technical. That's she's awesome. To realize That's a fucking knows- awesome partnership to have. Seriously. It is. And she yeah. knows how to do it. And I think that over my next few songs, I'm going to see her coming into the process a little sooner. I hope because we're both on this journey of figuring out like, where, where cool. we can step in and give feedback. But. Folks, you heard it here first on Tebow Vision, the future <laughs> version of this production company that Marie is talking about, which doesn't officially <laughs> exist yet. You heard about it first right here. 100%. We this is going to happen, man. That time. is amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, all of these writing cool. partnerships, you know, like yeah. Enzo and I have already come up with five or six different names. If if we had a name of a label or a you know, production, the publishing, what do we call it? Yeah. We, you know, we already have the name. Like, we know it doesn't exist legally. It's just not, <laughs> it exists in our minds. And that's all yeah. that matters. <laughs> In your hearts. (laughs) Those partnerships that just click and for whatever reason, it's just like it's un it's undeniable, man. And that's fucking wonderful. It's a great story. It's a it's so I'm so happy for both of you. Uh, selfishly right now for you because you're on the show, but uh, <laughs> exactly. it wouldn't surprise me if we invited, you know, a cat to jump on the I show at one it. point down the road because of some kind of like new project that you guys want to talk about. Anyway, yeah. that's wonderful. I'm so happy yeah. for both of you. I Thank think it's really you. great. And like Enzo says, it's a wonderful partnership. That's a, that's Thank a, you. like, you can't ask for better than that. Okay. <laughs> She's so driving the car to 
answer. Yeah, that's <laughs> she's driving this car. Your shotgun. Well, yeah, you I'm in shotgun. Look around and navigate exactly. too. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, carry the margarita. Who the yeah. fuck? Yeah, is? yeah, right. Exactly. I got it's a thermos. Yeah, yeah. thermos. Mm, yeah, I, I hold I'm the lighter. The dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you, you just the memory just. Uh-oh. You said what thermos. You know? <laughs> oh, we were driving to Quebec City from Montreal. It's a three-hour ride. Bunch of boys after <laughs> road trip, smelly road trip, and, and we had smelly road hell? trip. What do you call the old water coolers? You know, from Coleman, those big like four-liter. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, go well, Coleman cooler. Yeah, yeah, Coleman cooler. So milk yeah. and frozen. Um, Milk, milk with anything. Milk, Forget it. Milk, milk. with no milk with uh, the, the, what's that drink? It's an Italian Bailey's? Drink booze. Not Bailey's. Oh, uh, uh, it's Tia Maria. Tia Maria. Oh, okay. I haven't had Tia Maria. All right. Okay. Yeah. You, you, I don't even know that froze I've had Tia Maria. The, yeah, Tia Maria and milk. Coffee <laughs> style liqueur. I mean, like yeah. ish. That's mm. the best I can approximate. Yeah. But yeah. It, we, I mean, we we would freeze the Tia Maria or the milk. I guess the milk, and we stick it in that cooler. It's a water cooler, and we're drinking along the highway. You know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why did this memory awake, surface? The coffee flavor. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, is we the uh, on the road. That's that's the highway he was on. <laughs> There's a lot of pit stops on our <laughs> in, on our on our inter. Uh, what do you There's call a it? Lot of fucking ditches. Interstate. Never mind. There's a lot of ditches. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, oh, low flying gliders on our fucking yeah. highway. What the yeah. Jesus Christ? Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, we got a little off there. Okay. okay. Back on track. Oh, recoup, 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 recoup. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. oh, oh now we talked about the car. We talked about your unique road and uh, your creative journey. I mean, it's such a wonderful story. I mean, uh, we could talk all night long. Um, where, <laughs> when can we hear more about mm. this original composition for the animated short film? I know you're probably under an NDA. Oh, yes. You're not allowed to talk about stuff until whatever. All right. What are you allowed to tell us? I don't want to get you in trouble. I, and if you want to nix this no, part yeah, too, we can nix it. But no, no, no. This is cool. Say, How did that come about? You're writing something for an animated short film. Yeah. So it, this one is my second one, and it came about from my first one, which I can definitely talk more about because it's in the festival circuit right now. Cool. Um, but essentially, I how did it start? I I saw like a posting or something um, where an an animated studio, like an indie animation studio mm-hmm. um, with a couple players from different animation studios in the Bay Area, they needed an Asian American singer for whatever original song they were going to do. Um, okay. And they had like a reference track. It was like an Ellie Golding song. And I auditioned for it um, because it's an Asian American narrative and they just wanted to remain true to that. Sure. So I auditioned for it and they came back to me and they were like, um, no, unfortunately, we, well, fortunate for them, but unfortunately for me, they got the singer who sang Yellow, Coldplay's Yellow on Crazy Rich Asians. Like, okay. amazing singer, right? Okay. Uh, Chinese-American right. woman named Catherine Ho. They got her to do it. Um, so they were like, we're so sorry for you. <laughs> Happy for us. <laughs> but but we can't give you this. And me having found some gumption, apparently, I was like, well, that's fine. Can I write it? Like, and I had no, I had never written for a, a movie or a short. Right on. <laughs> Fucking. Don't know where I found Don't that let the opportunity courage. escape, no, man. I couldn't. I was that's like, the so shit that 95% of the world would have said, you know what? I should have fucking said that. Yeah. You said yeah. it right on. You man. nailed it. Oh, man. And I, I did not know what to expect because if they had asked me, like, what are the past ones you've worked on? I would be like, 
Like, <laughs> you know, like I have my songs. I hadn't even released any music at that time. I had basically no resume except for little demos of my Well, own. no, but you must have impressed them enough on, on for sure. You know, when you, you know, I, I some emotional buy-in, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and I got really I, I wanna say lucky because you know a little bit of preparation which getting some demos together met this opportunity plus i spoke up and i got my first gig i came in near the end of that composition process and they basically just needed help tying together um lyrics to the music they'd already composed so they needed a top Mm -hmm. line essentially um and there were several other lyricists there and they just needed they needed someone to like help. They were like, come in. It was fairly last minute. They were like, put it all together with us. Um, and I was able to do that. And I, I suppose that the producer on the project must have been very impressed with that ability. I would like to think, cause she then recommended me for this next one. Um, cool. And that's how awesome. I got this one. Yeah. I'm really excited. Are you allowed to tell us the, the name of the first production that you wrote yes. for? Yeah. Yeah. It's called okay. let's eat. Um, it was released back in 2020 and it's still going through the festival circuit. I just saw on their Instagram yesterday that they like won the um, Palm Springs international film animation award, like Where best animated film. Cool. And I was, like that's incredible we're we're doing well i'm really proud of the team and And what's the name of the track that you wrote does it i mean it's it's titled i think they called it home at the end of it um but it hasn't been released on any string platforms or anything so they might it's just within it's within the actual but it's within uh, it yeah Yeah. very cool so that is an amazing story how that all worked out and so now you're in the throes of doing something for someone related to that group which we won't ask you anymore (laughs) we're not allowed to i get that no No, i respect that i respect that it's not like i want to know first like no it's just like i mean we'll we'll find out when we find out but it's wonderful when i can yeah exactly you're not allowed to that's totally get that but that's a great opportunity and good for you that you spoke up man that's fucking cool Thank that's amazing. You. right i mean it, how cool is that like you fucking yeah, right you bring me to park so let me I do gra- this yes. grab it it's there okay. grab it <laughs> it's so I'm like you're rejecting cool. me for this job well can i make myself a job <laughs> right for you exactly then, please yeah me being gainfully uh, employed right now through pandemic was because i did the exact same thing nine and a half amazing. ten and a half years ago 100 percent the exact same thing that's amazing i mean it, like it for the wrong for that. the wrong role but it's exactly yeah. why i'm able to pay a mortgage and have a project studio i mean I it, there's, I, there's a lot of other things going on to that you could it's fun fine and say you know oh, i complain about my job but there's a lot of other shit going on <laughs> so when you fucking take the opportunity to speak yeah. up it fucking it could change your life for the it hopefully can. for the better. Hopefully for yeah. the better. And in this oh. industry, like you can't go online and apply for a job like that. You know what I mean? Like no. there's no there's no place I could have applied for that. Um, and then building your resume from there is how you get the future jobs. So you got to knock on the doors. Right? Yeah, I mean, if it's any doors. consolation to yeah. to to you guys or to anyone who would be watching this or listening to this, I would say that for I mean, I'm 50 now, and for the past 20 five years of my life, half my life, um, every single professional opportunity or creative opportunity, whether it's in music or not, has been because of timing, 100% because of timing. Nothing that I've ever done in the past two and a half decades is because I trained for it and did it. Nothing. I did that once. I went to school for a year to learn how to be a programmer. I got a job, the the, the job that you're supposed to get from that. I worked there one week and I quit and I quit. Yeah. And it's not because I did it. I got there. I'm like, Oh my God, I made the biggest fucking mistake of my life. I spent all this money on a technical college. 
and I got the fucking job that I told everyone I was going to get yeah. graduated with honors and I quit. And wow. I went and worked in video games That's for amazing. five years <laughs> for fucking five years. And all of the localization and studio yeah. and fucking music things that in my life now came from that decision to quit and like, no. So from 1998 until now is hundred percent on timing and, uh, and lucky <laughs> and total luck. Amazing. Can I ask what you were doing with video games? Yeah, sure. I, uh, I started off, uh, I became, uh, I got a one-year program to be certified as a programmer. And uh, when I quit the job that I was supposed to be a database programmer, uh, I went to apply where my best buddy in the class, he was an awesome, he made his own game while he was in there so he could get the job at the gaming company. I'm doing, you know, fucking, uh, not spreadsheets, because you said spreadsheets before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was doing just boring shit, you know? And so I went in there like, I, I don't have gaming programming caliber skills. Yeah. Do you have anything for me? Like, they turned me down for the job. And they yeah. say, what do you, do you know anything about production? I'm like, nope but I'm going to be the best but, fucking producer yes, you yeah. ever had <laughs> if you fucking hire me right now. Yeah. I became an associate producer. Uh, I'm trying oh, to wow. trying to do the short story of this, the short version of this story, guys. I'm sorry if I'm long-winded. I already in my life, I'm long-winded. Enzo's shaking his head like, shut up, shut up. I did historic research on a naval game. We were okay. making a 3D boat game and oh, I had yes. to do research on historic battles back in the age of sail, the placement and names and the number of cannons on each of the ships. Believe it oh. or not, this shit is out there in fucking yeah. university libraries. Oh, yeah. They have it. The oh, fucking wow. battle of fucking, you know, Waterloo all of these things. Word. Yeah, Trafalgar, yeah. whatever, all that shit. Exactly. So yeah. I fucking research nut and then i became an associate producer assistant producer producer executive producer and then That's i fucking cool. burned out after five years because i was yeah. working nine days a week and like uh, over time obviously yeah. had no life <laughs> yeah, know, yeah and it's dark in those rooms we had a, blast. We had a fucking <laughs> blast no light <laughs> i burnt out because i had way too much fun and worked yeah. way too hard like burnt out and then recovered and i started my own company i, I did a uh, a multimedia production company for 10 years that so, uh, did localization of uh, of texts and I would record voiceovers and yeah. that's when tracking and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And I had a little sound booth in my closet and I'd hire fucking starving actors to cut. It's okay, man. I'll get you 150 so cool. bucks. Yeah. Try and sound like a lizard who talks, but yeah. who's dying. And yeah. <laughs> And now you're tumbling More down a cliff. Nope. And yeah. yeah exactly. Man, Give me 17 sound death like? sounds. What exactly. does that sound like you're trying to puke or throw out? Yeah. <laughs> I did all of that. I was the producer and the voice stuff. actor. And it was such a Very great cool. experience. But it led into studio and learning and the shit yeah. that Enzo fucking learned properly and that you learned when you went to a school. I'd learned like... Yeah fucking around and plugging shit in and while the it's fucking choir is there way. in the studio and hold on a second guys yeah what the fuck am i doing yeah. I have no business being here yeah, but that's more fun that's hands-on it's that's, so much more fun it was that a blast fun. Yeah, it was a amazing. blast and like i said what i learned okay the, the fundamentals of mixing and whatever yes <laughs> yeah. so good but the actual recording went out the window when when you were talking about dawes before yeah. the first dawes that came out i had stopped music i didn't want to get back into it and then I'm like, okay, let me check this stuff out. I hated them. <laughs> yeah. I hated them. It must have been break. so bare bones too. Like just a skeleton of it was it's just hard to work with. Yeah. Unless you're the ones were tools and, and you were yeah. gonna go big like right away. They were buggy. They were buggy. And back in the day yeah. when you know we're talking Pentium days, like I have a Pentium, Pentium four, <laughs> Pentium three. Good for you. And what then is that? Like, um, it's just it's it's so about, you don't even know what a three eighty six or a four eighty six is. Well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Old versions of computers yeah, that yeah. if you didn't so have Windows, Windows, 
Windows 3, uh, Windows 5. <laughs> Windows 3 or Windows 5? Parker. Windows point two. Windows what it felt negative like. 6. Yes, but if you didn't have a Mac, if you didn't have a Macintosh, yeah. Apple product, and anything PC was like, oh, you're a computer programmer by yeah. default because you have yeah. to be able to fucking install drivers and rewire shit and install was, your own fucking it was, RAM. It was a nightmare. Like, if you couldn't do that, you couldn't run recording software on a PC. There's no, there's, there was no wow. doubt about it that because no, one DAW wouldn't work with one interface. And yeah. in order to make it work, some fucking guy probably in the Bay <laughs> wrote a fucking hack and you could download it for free. And there were no fucking viruses and shit to worry about. It was just like, yeah, make it work, man. Because we yeah. We're talking about the, the, the low, the, 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 the budget end budget. end. thank you. Because right. not the high end, obviously. I mean, yeah. Lucasfilm has been running fucking Pro Tools for fucking yeah. twenty years. Yeah, it's, look yeah, at their Pro Tools One. Like, <laughs> exactly. They're big, yeah. avid, they're, like they're, chunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, you know, right. they created yeah. half of the technology that we're using yeah. today. You know, yeah, so, totally, totally, yeah. But the stuff that you could get on your PC and work with yeah. was junk at the yeah. beginning. So it turned me off. I didn't, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah. And when MIDI and VST were all coming into their own it's and all the better. plugins yeah. and stuff and people were using hacked plugins all the time and I was breaking their computers <laughs> because it would overclock yeah. and whatever. And, you know, I mean, today waves like waves was they were not a joke, but I mean, nobody paid for waves back then. Oh, like, funny. <laughs> you paid for that? <laughs> you fucking. Now, it, no, dish out 2000 yeah. bucks. Go get the package and don't even I mess. Know. Like, why would you bother? Because it's like, you know, you can get the hack version still today. You can. A bunch of people so. out there. Like, yeah. I won't pay. I still won't pay. Yeah. That's okay. And you're also a computer hacker because you can make it run. And I can't. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm too old for that. that. I have no patience yeah. for it. I'll okay. pay for to not have that headache. But yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Right. That, that's. Yeah. Yeah. What we can have on our computer, what I can make from quarantine with like limited production skills. Man, if you put me 30 years ago, like if I were this age 30 years ago, I would, I just don't think I have the actual patience to have <laughs> low budget software and have made it work then. So I really do feel That's so, exactly so lucky. Exactly <laughs> the same feeling I had. I mean, it, it, to a certain degree, I was like, I'd rather buy the freaking console and two inch tape and you know, set it up in yeah. the garage. And well, in, in the heyday of my multimedia days, recording voiceovers in my fucking non-air conditioned little bachelor pad in the West Island of Montreal. And that fucking hot summer day when I was mixing my 4,000th file to convert to MP3 yeah. to send it to fucking, you know, Norway before fucking <laughs> 8 a.m. their time. And my computer exploded, like literally oh fell apart God. and melted. And I thought I was going to have an aneurysm and throw the computer out the fucking window. I literally closed up shop for three months at that point. And I brought all my computer equipment to a friend's place that said, I'm not touching computers for three months. It's akin to turning off the phone. Yeah. Going off the grid. Don't connect. Yeah. Yeah. I literally lived in the virtual forest for three, three months until I was ready to come back (laughs) and deal with all of this trauma healed a little bit. Figured it out, got back into business. And luckily I was able to do it at the time, but yeah, it it was, it was always a frustration to deal with computers back then and make recording multi-track anyway that's really cool though i and i can hear i could see that you might have done some vo stuff in your past because you have a very animated <laughs> voice and i think vo for video games and stuff is so much fun like, i can't I wait to get back into it i can't wait yeah. to get back into it and then collaborate with folks like you who oh, are please, obviously anytime. in the milieu you know it would be so fun enzo's got a I'll whole whack of characters that he would fucking <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah totally all of this stuff yeah yeah no enzo you just act like yourself and you're going to be a hit that's it that's it <laughs> main character vibes yeah totally <laughs> what are you talking about now <laughs> 
<laughs> the hack comes naturally to you. It's perfect. Now, here's a question I need to ask because it's not something that we see visibly. And we're going to talk about where people can find you and all that soon. Yeah. But I want to, uh, before we get to that, it seems like, I don't know, I'm just going with my gut here. This is a complete gut vibe that Uh-oh. I feel like. Are you Uh-oh. a gamer or an anime fan, or is there some kind of subculture that we don't know about kins that is like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if you told me you had a fucking Twitch channel and you go under a completely different moniker I, and, you know, you stream fucking, I don't know, something, Grand I, Theft Auto or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I won't be surprised if it happens in the near future, but... So with with games, I haven't gotten into anime that much. So that one, that one we can we can nix off. That's probably a future <laughs> obsession. Though All I'm right. a big fan of learning just about anything about everything. So someday we'll we'll reconnect on that because All there's right. a whole world of stuff I just have no idea about. But as far as games go, um, I'm a huge fan of Detroit Become Human. That's one that I finished very quickly. Okay. And the Resident Evil, like I like to oh watch people play those, but I actually get motion sick with some of like the the camera angles and a lot of the dark like no flashlight kind of yeah. Oh so goodness. I get to watch okay. people play. I very right. much enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, my my love of games comes from my like my love for VO. Like I've done some VO work um, with an agency up in San Francisco and it right would be on. so cool to do that right with on. games. Um, and also because the school that I went to had a big focus on game audio and okay. like Foley sound design, stuff like that. Oh, that's so amazing. That, oh, I didn't I think they it. do that anymore. Yeah, I just, I just want to say, it's true, hold eh? on, just Lost to cut, both, cut both of you off just in case. <laughs> Yeah. VO stands for voiceover, folks. Yes. 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 Anybody? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Voiceover. Voiceover. Oh, not Virgin Olive. Not Virgin Olive. <laughs> it's voiceover. Yeah. And I think but doing Foley, more voiceover Foley, stuff would be Foley. fun. And yeah. Oh my God. Foley is so fun. It's yeah. so wow. cool. Like being yeah. able to look at the screen and you're just like holding a chain and you're right. just waiting to like twist the bottle. Like, cut. Yeah. like that's just so cool. I love that. that so that's one of I my favorite behind the scenes uh, <laughs> uh, documentaries, like for Indiana Jones and Star Wars, watching those oh, guys. So do, cool. Yes. Yeah, I've seen stuff. clips. Oh, man. They're like in a sand, just a pit of sand, yeah, yeah. moving <laughs> things life. and shaking things. It's it's so cool, like and it's things just, you don't you don't even like nothing. wouldn't associate. You know, no. like, you'd never expect that yogurt no. and Jello and mayonnaise are actually your best friends when it comes to making sound effects of monster crap and drool and all of these yeah, things and wounds awesome. and swords like. Yeah. It's, it was one of the things that we experimented because I built a small uh, audio studio back in the video game days because we wanted to save money. And we're like, well, let's do it on our own. Well, Tibo knows how to fucking do that shit. Like, out. <laughs> so I built a studio and hired a couple of fucking starving musicians to engineer it. Like, thank yeah. you for the job, man. And we fucking had such a blast. We had a, a so danger fun. room, a, a fucking total danger room. Yeah. It was an old storage room that became like the, you know, watertight fucking... Yeah. We didn't have the full rig, like with sand and gravel and all that shit, but we came close. And man, the That's stuff so cool. that we did in there, like it's ridiculous to get something to sound like a 50 foot monster. Yeah. And just sitting there and not stoned, like to- straight sober. <laughs> like, how do we make this guy sound like he's chewing on bones? This is yeah. a 9 a.m. meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's the coolest meeting. Like, that's yeah. the room I want to be in. And yeah. that's how that I know cool. that even if my music stuff doesn't, like, even if Kins, the music artist, like my songs don't make 
the money that I need to pay for health insurance and pay the rent and everything. There are so many jobs that I just think are really fucking cool that like having knowledge of engineering and sound and like having some kind of creative background with all that, like I'll figure it out. I don't know where the road's taken me, but if it took me to a holy room, I'd be happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think we're worried for you, man. You have such, you know, gumption and uh, just (laughs) go get it and you get the right attitude and you you super huge talent. Like, I mean, this is, there's no, there's no question. You've already made it, but you're going to continue to be a success. There's no doubt in my mind, and I don't think Enzo would disagree with me. So, um, all right, we've talked about a lot of stuff, and I'm so sorry if we've forgotten anything. It's like I could fucking just keep you here for hours and you know talk about all kinds of shit but we're gonna have to wrap it up so before we wrap it up we gotta do two things we gotta first of all ask what is your next big fucking project that you want tell people that is coming out soon what is in the fucking works well what's out there right now well yeah we could talk about that okay sure that's absolutely right thank you what's there now what's out there now that people should go and find so right now I have three singles released under Kins, K-Y-N-S, and it can be found on all the normal streaming platforms. Um, each one has a visualizer slash lyric video on YouTube. So cool. subscribe and follow or whatever they say. Hit the bell for notifications. Yeah. Well, we're going to have all the links in the description of the episode on YouTube that. and all the cool. podcasts for cool. sure. We're going to put all the links. Do you want to call it the names of those particular songs just to let people know? Sure. My first one was Lost. My second one is called The End. Um, and then the third one is called I Can Never Be, which is a little bit more experimental in production, a little bit more minimalist than I guess they're all a little bit cinematic, but this so in like a sound design focused way, I had a lot of fun creating cool. layers and layers of, awesome. of sound in that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a direction I'm going in for the next few, because we know how to segue here um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the future. Love it. Song. Love it. Um, I've been having a lot of fun, not only playing with my like dark cinematic, um, sound design, heavy influences, a lot of those like folktronic electro folk artists that I love, like Bon Iver, for example, and some of his more recent albums. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And so I think in the next few songs, we'll be seeing a little bit of a shift to more minimal productions compared to Lost in the end, just for a bit. Um, And if I do have a fuller production, I'm really excited to say that I'm bringing on other producers to collaborate with, because as much as I love producing my own stuff, and it will be something that's just a part of my journey, I think where I'm at right now is I care more that I elevate my production level, like, or the production quality of my songs more than I care about doing everything myself. Like I love, I want to build a community. I want more people in my car. You know what I mean? Um, And I just... I just want to collaborate with people and see what happens. So, so I've got several songs in the works, probably all going to come out as singles. Cause let's be real indie artists, like putting out an EP when you have a small following, no one's going to listen to all the tracks if you drop them all at once. And that's what I've learned. So probably a lot of singles to come. Um, and I'm really excited. Yeah. I have one that I'm working on right now that I'm hoping to put out in the next month and a half. And then after that, hopefully a steady flow for the rest of the year. So we'll see. Well, then shortly after the release of this episode, there's going to be some things to watch out for uh, and nonstop. Like it's, I mean, I know you're a consummate professional, you're extremely talented. You're not going to let your fans down and your fans are just going to grow. So the obvious last question that we need to ask you before we go, where can people find you? You can find me 
on Instagram. Um, that's where I post most things. I also try to keep a steady amount of content on TikTok, but I, right we on. all know that can be soul sucking at times, but I'll Those try to get back to it. You know, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, going to no. be real about this. Yeah, I'm yeah. a millennial. Um, and then, no. <laughs> no way. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think having people come to my Instagram and find me on TikTok. Those are the places where I love to interact with my community the most. And it's where I can follow back and see what everyone else is doing. Cause that feeds my creativity most is to see like where people are thriving, what people are talking about, um, just connect. So I would love to see people there and also follow on Spotify if you want to, since that thing runs the, my universe. Absolutely. That's so important. <laughs> to be That's honest. A, it's a brand new universe for me. Enzo's more yeah, familiar with yeah. than I am, but you know a lot about it. And so we're going to have all the links to all of those socials for sure. Uh, so you yeah. definitely want to check out Kins on her Instagram. So that is the right place. That's the billboard for all the future releases and the future news and all of these things. Uh, but if you already have a connection with Spotify and you feel compelled to add some amazing music to your playlists, then please do so. We're going to put links to all of that in the description of this video. And if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, we're going to do it right away. What what am I typing in? (laughs) There you go. go. K-Y-N-S. There you go. I'm not not naming a a track name to see if it it pops up. Good. I love that. For a while. When I only had one song out, I would type in KYN and Kanye West would pop up. And I was like, that's not even. The <laughs> yeah, song. I know. Let's you get a little well, talk it's to him about fair. that. It's not fair. It's not fair. It wasn't fair, fair but you yeah. know, we're, we're building a following here. We're doing our best. So there you go. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Enzo caught himself. He bit his, bit his tongue. Yeah, you, you almost got that one. Huh? All right. So. Marie, we're going to put all your socials. We're going to put all your socials up. And listen, this is an open invite for you. All right, for Cat, for anyone in your car that would, you know, whether it's a whole episode or just to come back and talk, we can always do sort of like a short update, you know, to say, hey, where are you at? What's going on? So that we can share. Uh, what's happening in your musical and creative world, whether it's full fully effects or music, but let's yeah, just concentrate what on. song, when's the next song, you know, yeah, we want to know what's going on with you, of, you know, whatever, anything, you all of guys, that good stuff. All good. Thank you. This all has good been stuff. such, such a great time to just like share space with you guys. I really enjoy both of you so much. And oh, thank you for thank having you. me. I really thank appreciate that. And your support. That's very <laughs> thank you for there. taking the time to humor two crazy yeah. old yeah. Absolutely. A couple of old hacks from Montreal. Uh, it, this is tr- cross-continent, man. This is complete Northeast to complete Southwest, Shit. man. Fucking what time awesome. is it there? Uh, it's is Thursday. It? No, I'm just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is time is the real question. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. I would no. really love to do this again. And Enzo, you know, I'm going to ask you a million questions about what you're up to and whatever your drummer ended up sending you, whatever that was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that that's my third whatever drummer. that story my, is. He's, he's got a stockpile I got, I got three drummers. None of them fucking do anything for me. I've been waiting for months, <laughs> but I got three of them. One is my original drummer in our in our original band. Right. Very cool. He, he lost his Dropbox, so we don't know what happened. The second one is this guy here. He's doing so much stuff, he forgot what he's supposed to do for me. Right. The third one is a professional cook. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. He plays drums with cleavers. <laughs> he goes through fucking skins, though. Like, he literally, he literally, like, ridiculous. Well, but I couldn't play this weekend. My hands from cutting all of it. Like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. but, but he's like yeah. my best friend and he's a yeah. good drummer. He's so, been the biggest uh, supporter of our music for the longest time, too. So yeah, he's, he's, he's got amazing. a community. 
Yeah, you got some cool people in your car, man. (laughs) Well, it's more like an old army jeep uh, with fucking yeah, connected to a couple of rafts with no wheels, (laughs) still dragging them on the highway. Still dragging. Cool, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hilarious because we use because it's we found the way to work between all of us was using Dropbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to be the way to move things. Are you guys using audio movers or do you do like remote um, sessions where you can hear each other's DAWs? No. Will you teach us? Tell us how much it's the tutorial, man. I think. Audio movers? We'll take a look. Cool. Take a look. Yeah. Because what we do now is like we're all on basically on Cakewalk or Sonar or whatever. Yeah. We we just just share tracks and share the tracks. No, you could do stuff in real time now. And there's another one which someone just texted me about, so I can send it to you guys. Wow, apparently cool. Is cool. See what I happens? It's free. Yeah, and you can just drop files in there. You can hear things That's live. I do cool. that on Discord with people too, though, to be honest. You can is there a latency things. on Discord, though? Like, is it Not enough if that... you use audio movers for your audio and Discord oh, for your video. That's See, this, this, fucking this is where everything so is like... Oh. You're awesome. You're it's awesome. really great. You have to check it out because I know, like, even though you guys are only you know thirty minutes apart or whatever you said that you were, it must be. It exhausting. seems like a million light years sometimes. <laughs> it yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it's fucking serious. cool. Right yeah. on. Audio movers. I'll send you too. some stuff. Yeah. Fucking right on. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> well, I sense other collaborations in the future that uh, I would love that. Yeah. There's there's things. This this is this is the little bit of chaos inspiring the seed of creativity for sure. There's no doubt about yeah. that in my yeah. mind. Cat is going to be uh, a fucking uh, like, you know, listening to all of this in the side room and just sort of saying, well, when is it going to fucking end, man? When the hell are they going to shut the fuck up? You know, I've become, I've become the chef in this household. I like, I, um, starving now. It's on like a couple fucking... days a week working. And on right. those days, I make sure I cook a lot for her because that's how I contribute <laughs> on those days to her right. happiness. And she knows that I've been, I've had a buttermilk chicken soaking for like eight hours now. And she's probably just like scratching at the door waiting for me to cook this thing so i will get going it's either my cat or it's cat scratching at the right. door go. we're gonna wrap it up thank you so thank much for being you. on the show kids no, it was such best. a blast man you're a lovely human being we just can't wait to hear more about your great music and we're gonna put all the socials so be sure to follow enzo thank you for making the time as always love you brother enzo. really appreciate your time and that's the wrap up man let's take it out all right let's go eat some chicken Woo-hoo. chicken time you guys are the best <laughs> love your energy chat anytime just thank you pal we have